Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Spectacular! This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Oh, no, I get by with a little help from my friends. Let's kick off even by lighting up. Boy! From my friends, the star of the show. Oi! Oi! Radio broadcaster famous here in New York, WABC, Sid Rosenberg. Boy, this boy. is Sid and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. 77 WABC. This extraordinary moment in our nation's history. For the first time in our country's 247 years, a former president of the United States has been arraigned on criminal charges of trying to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. The entire hearing lasted less than 30 minutes. The former president in a blue suit and a red tie appeared calm as he said aloud, not guilty. This is a very sad day for America. The House Oversight Committee Thursday released transcripts of its closed-door interview with Devin Archer. Archer is a former business partner of Hunter Biden. He faced questions from the committee earlier this week related to the Biden family's business dealings. The latest on the ongoing migrant crisis here in the city and quite a different scene outside of the Roosevelt Hotel. While asylum seekers don't appear to be sleeping on the streets, the questions remain on what to do with the seemingly non-stop influx of migrants. A drastic difference outside the Roosevelt Hotel Thursday. The sidewalk cleared of the dozens of people who had been waiting overnight to be processed inside. Earlier, the mayor's office said they placed 130 single adult men in a Long Island City church through their faith-based bed program. It's an excitement. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun just being around these young guys and being around a team that's really hungry. Last hope for the Jets. Got to get at least to the 20. Strebler, middle of the field. It is intercepted. And the Browns will come away with the win. Touch me in the pouring rain And the moment that you wander far from me I want to feel you 
There's no better way to start a Friday morning for a New York City radio show than the Bee Gees. How deep is your love? It is Friday. And as we've said on this show, mostly me, no one else dates back to Saturday Night Fever. But me, the wannabe Italian my whole life, growing up as Sidney Ferris Rosenberg and really wanting to be John Travolta's character, Tony Manero. I make reference to it just about every week. Time to go to the club, Friday night, 2001, and dance. I really love to watch you dance, Tony. I love to watch you dance. Or like my friend, Fran Drescher, who is the head of the SAG union. But all my actor friends on strike said, Tony, are you in good as bed as you are on the dance floor? Yeah, she said that in the movie, Fran Drescher. It's a valid question. She went on to become the nanny, of course. He's in Gravesend with me. So it is Friday morning. And the weekend is upon us. I don't remember the last time we had a full day of rain. Feels like it's been sunny and 100 degrees forever. But it looks like today, at least right now, very overcast. I don't believe there's sun in the forecast. But there is for tomorrow and Sunday. So hopefully a nice weekend ahead as we move towards the end of week one of August. And with a football game last night, you heard the highlight at the very end, the Browns came back to beat the Jets in a meaningless football game, 21-16. But with that game now in the books and getting ready for really preseason week one, because the Hall of Fame game is always a week before the regular preseason starts, Jets will play their second preseason game a week from tomorrow, 4 o'clock start in Carolina against the Panthers. The Giants open their preseason on NBC Coming up Friday night, August 11th, a week from tonight in Detroit against the upstart Lions. But once you see a football game, you know it's coming to an end. You just know it. July 4th is over, and now we start making plans for Labor Day. Before you know it, parents will be ordering school supplies. I do miss those days. My kids are past that, but that's where we are. Second week of August, before you know it. And a busy, busy, busy day in the news yesterday, above and beyond football last night. I guess you got to start, of course, with Trump, but I'm still waiting on the the sound from Jake. I have him coming out. Why is it taking so long, though? Because it's very, um, we actually have a lot of cuts today. But why is it taking so long, though? It's just taking a couple extra minutes. Before I get to Trump, then I got to say this. Mm -hmm. You know, I have another job. You don't know that, do you? Oh, so you're. What are you, two part-timers, or just pushing them together to make a full-time job here? What are you doing? Well, I got this job, right? which I'm particularly good at. Then I've got this new acting profession, which people tell me I'm good at. I don't know. I think I'm not all that good, but that's fine. But now I've got a new job. It is literally 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a brand-new job. And what is it? Defending Curtis. Yeah. Donald Trump needs attorneys Joseph Takapina, Alina Haba, all those people defending Trump, their job is easy compared to mine. Do you know that at one point yesterday afternoon, I received three different texts from people who want to kill Curtis Lewa? I'm not even kidding you. So one of those guys is Justin Brannon. Justin happens to be a council member of the 43rd District which is based in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He's also the Finance Committee chairman. 
And I've known Justin dating back to our days together at 102.7 WNEW-FM for 23 years. I hosted the morning show first with Scott Kaplan, then with Craig Carton before I started my career a year later at WFAN. And Justin was one of the guys working at the time on the number one show in New York, the Opie and Anthony show. And who would have guessed years and years later that of all the big superstars at that station, including Anthony Cumia and OPUs, that I'd be the biggest radio star in New York, not those guys. And Justin Brennan would be a big-time politician. So I like Justin. We had a good relationship then. He does text me every now and then. We talk. But don't get me wrong. He is part of a party that wakes up every day trying to figure out how to make our lives worse. And I tell him that. He sent me some text from some former cop yesterday who claimed Curtis Sliwa was lying when Curtis said that they're okay, Brandon and the folks in Bay Ridge, with these migrants heading to Shore Road. And I said, Justin, I'm going to let you come on. You can defend yourself, but do me a favor. Don't send me your stupid friends. He's a former cop. I don't care. I hate Democrats. You're all liars, including you, Justin. <laughs> me? No, Justin. Oh. <laughs> Justin Brandon, not Justin Ellick. Let's not well, get you're a liar, here. too. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, I'm telling Mike to his face, I like the kid. I'm bringing him on. He's a liar. The Democrats are scumbags, every one of them. He has absolutely been there to defund the police. He's going to say no this morning. I don't care. He's lying. So... First, I got a text from him that Curtis is a, is a liar and a chump. Okay, great. Then, and here's where Curtis was actually wrong. You know, I'm friends with the Carone brothers, and I say that with no remorse. I love Frank Carone. I'm very, very close of all of them with Anthony Carone. And it turns out I didn't know this, but the young guy, Joe Carone, I met six or seven years ago at a restaurant on Quentin Road. It was called Third and Seven, and I like him a lot. I had no idea he was a Carone brother till he walked up to me two nights ago at Gabriel's basketball game and said, hey, you always talk about my brothers. What about me? And I had no idea he was a Carone brother, but I like Joseph, too. So I mentioned Joe yesterday, and Curtis goes, well, you haven't seen him in six years. Well, that's true, because I moved to New York City. I didn't live in Brooklyn, and he lives by his brother. So Curtis goes, that's because he was in jail. And he was never in jail. He was never anywhere near jail. He's a good guy. Nice kid. So then I had to tell to explain to Anthony and Frank that that's just Curtis being Curtis. You know. Well, it's a lot like uh, people saying that Trump is, is lying about January 6th. When he's not like that's what he genuinely believes. He's not lying. It's, nothing, it. it's nothing like that. It's, oh, this, you is a, so. this is you idiot. God, are you stupid? Why? This is. Did he go to jail or not? He never went to jail. It's no. not a matter of opinion. I'm talking it's, about them t- calling Curtis a liar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Curtis, Curtis lied about that. He, but he's not. He didn't think he was lying. No, that's, he knew he was lying. Oh, okay. He knew he was lying. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I know what you. Now I understand the right. analogy. It's, right. it's still stupid. Oh, it's still stupid. But I get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, but no, he knows he's lying. He doesn't care, and that's why I love Curtis. Because truth be told, most of the people that he talks about, I don't like anyway. So if he lies, so what? But I do like the Corones. So now i got to apologize for Curtis because this poor kid's trying to get a job, and people out there go, but wait a second, Curtis said you went to jail. He didn't go to jail. Stop. But I don't mind defending Curtis because 99% of the time, 
because of the hard work he does and mostly his beautiful wife, Nancy. It turns out most of the statements he makes are right. He pisses off Joe Borelli on Staten Island. I like Joe. So what? He pisses off, you know, Bo Deedle at one point. Now they're good buddies because Bo's come around to realize that Curtis, for the most part, is telling the truth. So it is a job. It's a full-time job. I put him on every day. That was my call, not management. Trust me, not management. My call. I don't regret it. The ratings are great. He's great. He comes armed every day with more information. And if he's pissing you off out there, odds are you've got something to hide. That's my opinion. So Justin will come on at 645 and um, live for about 10 minutes. But that's okay because I like him. But you're going to yell at him, no? No, I don't yell at people. I don't do that. You, you know don't that. yell at people. Gotcha. No. Okay. Not, a, not, not guess on the phone. Uh-huh. We've been over that. this already before. Let me write that down. Write that down. Okay. Got it. Wasn't, it wasn't because of me that Chuck Todd never came back. Or, or I'm not, I don't want to go over this because it's not nice, but that ain't my style. I used to argue with people, don't do that. The, the idea is bring them back. Don't eviscerate them on the air. Now, when they hang up, you do the cowardly thing and then kill them. Right. <laughs> yeah. But if you know what you're doing in this radio business, you don't kill them. Right. Some of the listeners, well, you're too soft. Shut up. You have no idea how to do this job. The idea is to bring them back. You're definitely not too soft. I'll tell you that much. But you you teeter the line very well, I think. Well, thank you for saying that. You're welcome. Yeah. Hmm. So, of course, the big news today is Donald Trump arraigned and arrested again. Washington, D.C., yesterday afternoon in the rain, I was watching... CNN this morning, and they were saying that Trump was pissed off because the judge who hates him, she hates him, an Obama appointee, she referred to him as Mr. Trump, never used the word president in the title, and that aggravated Trump. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but he's right. He's right. You know, when Eric Adams comes on and I refer to him as Eric, there are people who work here and others who are like, you should call him Mr. Mayor. But you know what? I disagree because we're, we're kind of friendly. I don't, my friends, I don't call them by titles. So I still do it most of the time, but every now and then I slip out an Eric. But this judge should refer to President Trump as Mr. President Trump, not Trump. But anyway, he was arraigned and he talked about this being a sad day for America. He's a thousand percent right. Here he is. Now the face of the American flag, the only man that can save our country from these low-life, dirtbag Democrats, my friend, Mr. President Donald J. Trump. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America, and it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C., and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. So I mentioned this lady a couple of minutes ago. She's one of Trump's attorneys. I met her at Janine Pirro's book signing. She's been on the show a couple of times before. She actually claims, don't hate me or think I'm not a great attorney because I'm beautiful. 
She claims that. Alina Hubba. And yesterday she was challenging a reporter about Trump and what's going on in America today. She may join us, in fact, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Here is Trump attorney Alina Hubba, Justin, cut number three. The special counsel says Trump could have disagreed with the results and talked about it. No crime there. The difference is what he did to try and switch the votes. So what is it that he did to try and switch the votes that you refer to? By bringing cases by using the law in an appropriate manner, unlike what we're sitting here today seeing. This is not appropriate. What President Trump did is he said, go patriotically and peacefully and protest. That is an American right. That is why we are America and we are not a third world country. Although I will say that today, I don't feel very much like we are in America. Very good job there by Alina. Then she goes on with this cut number four, Justin. Donald Trump is a victim and she's right. Alina Haber, cut number four. President Trump is under siege in a way that we have never seen before. President Trump and his legal team and everyone on his team will continue to fight, not for him, but for the American people. And then she makes a very good point that all this is a mirage by Biden's DOJ to keep your eye off the real story, which is all these indictments, all this nonsense, That's all it is. Nonsense. The real criminal is a guy living in Pennsylvania on Pennsylvania Avenue right now. That's the current president, Joe Biden. He is a real criminal, not Donald Trump. And Hubba made that point yesterday in cut number five. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, D.A. Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate, Right now, for president. That's pretty scary. She outlines and details that timeline, and she's right. Every time there's a major story implicating Joe and Hunter Biden, she gave it to you right there. Every time the next day they indict Trump. Alan Dershowitz said it best in his new book, Get Trump. I can tell you this, they certainly are trying. Justin Brennan, Curtis Sliwa. Brian Kilmeade, Andrew Giuliani, and maybe Alina Haba as well. Big time Friday morning show on your favorite morning talk show in New York City. That's me, Sid Rosenberg, exclusively right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.
is sit in friends in the morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. This makes Watergate, just so we're clear, this makes Watergate seem like kindergarten. I mean, millions of dollars transacting from our enemies where we're funding them ad nauseum. Donald Trump Jr. on with John Katsimatidis yesterday. John and Rita Katsim Cosby, 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon, saying this Biden, uh, the Biden crime family makes Watergate look like kindergarten. We'll get back to all the Trump stuff. Again, Justin Brandon out of Bay Ridge, number two in the city council, coming up at 645. My man Curtis Sliwa, 705. Brian Kilmeade, Fox News, coming up at 740. Andrew Giuliani. On his way right now from Copenhagen to Lithuania. His wife, Z, is from Lithuania. Lithuania, going back to the old country. He'll join us live from there coming up at 840. Andrew actually spent the morning yesterday with Trump and was in a meeting where they talked about his defense fund. They talked about his trip to D.C. yesterday morning. So Andrew Giuliani coming up with some pretty good insight at 840. And uh, hopefully Alina Haba, Trump attorney, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, but football was back last night. Joe Nolan, Joe Beningo, Peter Schwartz, I guess Boomer Esiason, Craig Carton, Evan Roberts, all my Jet buddies. Very happy last night. Meaningless football game. The starting quarterback for the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, was on the sideline all night, but it was a great night. You know, I've been to Canton, Ohio. I went there once working for CBS many, many years ago, 1998, to cover the Hall of Fame weekend. In fact, when I was there, Anthony Munoz, the great Cincinnati Bengal lineman, was the big name to go in that weekend. It was great. I went to the game back then. It was Cordell Stewart and the Steelers taking on Sean King and the Buccaneers. It's a wonderful weekend. And a bunch of guys that are getting inducted tomorrow are legitimately good friends of mine. One of those is former Dolphin linebacker Zach Thomas. All those years I spent down in Miami, way too many for my liking. Couldn't wait to get back to New York. But I did cover the Dolphins. And a lot of folks don't know this, but Zach Thomas 
going into the Hall of Fame tomorrow for the Dolphins, their linebacker drafted by Jimmy Johnson, was a teammate of Jason Taylor. You know that. Jason Taylor already in the Hall of Fame, also drafted by Jimmy Johnson. What not everybody knows is Zach Thomas's sister is married to Jason Taylor. So those two great defensive players that Jimmy Johnson drafted for the Dolphins, Zach Thomas and Jason Taylor, are brother-in-laws. Jason Taylor has children with Zach Thomas's sister. So I would go to Jason Taylor's ping-pong tournaments and charity events and hang out with Jason and Zach. And it was great to see Zach make the Hall of Fame. He was one of those guys, really small. People questioned whether he'd be a good linebacker in the NFL, let alone a Hall of Famer. And I believe Zach Thomas is fifth all-time in tackles. He worked his ass off. He was too small. He really was. But he worked his ass off. One of the things in this country that has basically gone away, and John Katsimatidis can tell you this, two words, work ethic. It's over. Everybody wants immediate gratification. Everybody who jumps on the radio thinks they're a superstar overnight. I've been doing this for 25 years. A lot of you think I'm a dick and arrogant and a narcissist. Folks, 25 years to get to this point where I can beat my chest. I wasn't like this back in 1997. Work ethic. Zach Thomas was the definition of a great work ethic. Here he was last night. Again, he'll be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame tomorrow. Former Dolphin linebacker Zach Thomas, cut number 26. It gave me a learning disorder, and I was a little slow, and uh, I just worked hard even in the classroom, and so that's why they'd always put me in the front to pay attention, and it just gave me a work ethic because I worked with my mom countless hours just to work on that to not get embarrassed in the classroom, and I think that where it started my whole work ethic, and it, it just molded me into the player I am. It's crazy. That's all I thought about and obsessed with football and just worked at it. So NBC had the game last night. You know the guys that work for NBC during the season, Football Night in America, Mike Florio, Phil Sims' son, I like him a lot, Chris Sims, Rodney Harrison, and, of course, the former great coach, Super Bowl winning coach, Tony Dungy, classy man. And Dungy said last night when he was coaching the Colts, he didn't win the Super Bowl with the Colts. Oh, he did. Not Tampa Bay, he won it with Indy. He said Peyton Manning would spend an hour extra every time they played the Dolphins just worrying about Zach Thomas. Here's Zach Thomas talking about that chess match with the great Peyton Manning, cut number 27. In Miami, it's so loud, you really can't do that. But at, at Indy, it was fun. And it was a little chess match, and I really didn't know his calls. Even if you know his calls, you can even know the play, you can overrun the play, right? So it wasn't any of that. It was more kind of trying to get in his head mentally, but it's hard to get in his head. He's the greatest. And finally, of course, as I said, Jimmy Johnson, who won all those Super Bowls in Dallas, he really won three, but he's only credited with two because he gave the job to Barry Switzer, who won the third. He went to Miami. He replaced Tom Landry in Dallas. He replaced Don Shula in Miami. He drafted Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas. Here's Zach on Jimmy Johnson presenting him coming up tomorrow at the Hall of Fame. I gave me the chance. After the first preseason game, I started from then on out and for 12 years with the Dolphins. And so you got to get a little lucky along the way. And uh, But I was lucky to have a coach that believed in me, and uh, and he was awesome. I owe everything to him. I didn't no hesitation when it came to who, who to present me, and that's Jimmy. 
That is my good buddy, Zach Thomas. So happy for him. But again, it was the Jets and Browns last night. And while Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick just a couple of years ago, got the playing time for the Jets, went three of five for 65 yards, completed a 57-yarder to Malik Taylor. The eyes were still on the starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who may or may not play at all this preseason. We'll see. But Rodgers on the sideline last night in Ohio talked about his new New York lifestyle. He goes to Ranger games. He goes to Nick games. He's hanging out with Taylor Swift. Here's Aaron Rodgers on being a New Yorker. I'm loving my time here. I mean, it's, I've just embraced everything uh, New York and had some great opportunities at uh, MSG and concerts, Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran and <laughs> plays. and uh, There's a lot of stuff to do. I'm enjoying it. Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. And you know, of course, Aaron Rodgers took a huge pay cut, went from making $110 million to $75 million. He's going to be okay. He'll be all right. But he did take a $35 million pay cut. Here's the Jets starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, on that. I love our team. I love the guys we got. I love the men and women that work for the organization. It's a really uh, fun environment. I think that's what you got to do when there's a big-time change in your life. You can resist it, or you can just jump in and, and surrender to the process and all the new newness of it. And just the excitement. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun just being around these young guys and being around a team that's really hungry, uh, that had some success last year, obviously finished uh, uh, rough, but uh, but the pieces are in place. Once again, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, of course, start their season Monday night football 9-11 in New Jersey, hosting division rival Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Traffic with another huge Jet fan, Joe Nolan, coming up next. Then you get Justin Brandon out of Bay Ridge. Right now it's time for the 77 WABC minicast clip of the day. Everything you need to know in under 10 New York minutes. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and get the max out of mini. Listen anytime on the 77 WABC app. In fact, download that app today. Do not listen to this show on the iHeart app. Please download the 77 WABC app. Today's minicast is from the Rita Cosby Show. Here, Rita talks with Alan Dershowitz about President Trump. Professor Dershowitz, your reaction? This is just an extraordinary moment. Well, I'm not surprised. I predicted it in my book, Get Trump, that they would try to come up with some convoluted indictment based on January 6th. They couldn't indict him for the speech. That's constitutionally protected. They can't really indict him for the alternate slate of electors. That's provided for uh, in the law. Uh, And so they came up with a bunch of charges that are very difficult to understand in some respects. But the bottom line is they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump himself personally, subjectively believed that he had lost the election. Well, he doesn't believe that, so... (laughs) <laughs> nice job, Alan Dershowitz. Okay, I just played the cuts from Zach Thomas. But, of course, the Jets not only played last night, they've got two of their own being inducted tomorrow. The great number 24, Darrell Rebus, and my man, who was on this show just last week, I believe the greatest Jet defensive player ever, number 73, Joe Klecko. And that rounds out a very exciting couple of days for the best traffic guy in the business, <laughs> the actual the, uh, PA voice. Of the Jets at MetLife Stadium, the great Joe Nolan. I'm mad at myself. I had a, I took a picture, a selfie of me and the dog with me and my Jets jersey watching a game last night. I forgot to send it to you. (laughs) Did you post it? No, no, no. I just sent sent it to me today. Sent it to me today. It was pretty funny. What, uh, what what number were you wearing? 73. Just like you told me to. Okay. And what about the dog? Dog didn't have anything on. I couldn't find her Jets. She has a, (laughs) she, 
You know, they're away somewhere. She has a collar and a scarf, the Jets thing, and we I couldn't find them. All right. Very good. Very she's got to get them on, though. She's, she's behind the stuff. But, you know, it's late. She can't get them on. This is Sid on Sports. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Justin Alec here with your bottom of the hour sports update sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are the world's best built boilers. Football season finally here as your New York Jets kicked off the NFL preseason schedule last night in this year's Hall of Fame game, losing 21-26 to to the Cleveland Browns with Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the starters not suiting up. It was Zach Wilson who started the game under center, showing he can move the Jets' offense as a backup quarterback with a 3-5 of five performance and 65 yards through the air in his three series on the field. There was a notable opening night glitch. The power outage in Tom Benson Stadium caused about a 20-minute delay between the third and fourth quarters, but other than that, it was a great night to finally be able to say it is football season. Unfortunately, though, there is still baseball to be played by our underwhelming local clubs. The Yankees have miraculously strung together two straight wins here after their 4-3 to win over the Houston Astros at the stadium last night. In the opener of a four-game set, the Bombers will go for three straight tonight in game two of four with the Strohs. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05 p.m. with Luis Severino, scheduled to start against Houston's Hunter Brown. As for the Mets, they're just playing for their pride at this point, pretty much. Still not doing a very good job of it. Losing 9-2 in Kansas City to the Royals last night to surrender the series sweep. Things don't get easy, any easier from here either, with New York getting set now to go head-to-head with the AL's best in the Baltimore Orioles. Game one of a three-game set gets going tonight at 7.05 p.m. in Baltimore. David Peterson taking the hill against Dean Kramer. Sports, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They're the world's best-built boilers, and I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning, 77 WABC. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Just a little more time could open closing doors. Just a little uncertainty can bring it down. Never surrender. Justin Brannon, New York City Council member of the 43rd District based in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He's also chairman of the Finance Committee, I believe number two overall. I've known Justin for 23 years. And, um, well, he texted me yesterday. He's upset with Curtis and uh, basically get in line. I don't care. I love Curtis. But I do know Justin a very, very long time. 
And uh, here he is back for a second time on Sid and Friends in the morning. Justin Brandon. Justin, good morning, pal. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Uh, I'm great, thank you. So you sent me a text, and you sent some cop who called Curtis a liar. And, I, you know, listen, I don't beat around the bush. And I said right to you, I go, I don't care what your friends say because I hate Democrats, all of you. And, uh, of course, you're going to call Curtis a liar because the truth is more than often he tells the truth, and that exposes some of your good friends. And that's exactly the way the conversation went, yes or no? Not really. I got no problem with Curtis talking trash about me like that's his job i get it but yeah. to, co- to come on the radio and completely lie about something was just wild well let's let's get to that let's get to that Let, let's uh, let's talk about that uh you said and uh your friend jerry kane whoever that is said that he lied about the uh the migrants ending up on shore road in beirut i'm going to tell you this justin okay First of all, he told me about seven different sites from McCarran Park. He was right. He's going to be right about Central Park. And Mayor Adams, your guy, did say not that long ago, Justin, everything is in play. So when Curtis says there's a tent city plan for Shore Road in Bay Ridge, why is that a lie when your own mayor says everything is in play and those rumors are out there? What if, in fact, that turns out to be true? Because with that, with that, with that way of thinking, then everything in play means you know we're going to set up a migrant tent city outside your house. Oh, wait a second! But how do you know that's not going? That's what Eric Adams said, Justin. "Quote: Everything is in play, and they are popping up everywhere." Fine, but Curtis Lee, what comes on, talks about my district, talks about something that's just not true. It's just not true that he he gets on the radio and says the mayor and I are planning to turn Sherwood Park into a migrant tent city. Absolutely false, but. This is what demagogues do in times of crisis because you spread lies. It's it's easy to get attention. Unfortunately, I think it's it's a dead end brand of politics, and you know it's it's it, contending with reality and delivering results is harder. But I think it's the kind of leadership that our city deserves right now. I, I just don't think it's helpful. I don't think scaring people and and spreading lies. Uh, Justin, like uh, this uh, is scaring, scaring scaring people is exactly what you guys are doing. If you walk outside, I work in New York City. I love Bay Ridge, don't get me wrong. I work in New York City. You bet your ass we're scared. We're scared of the results. Not what Curtis says on the radio. And the truth is, the mayor of this administration has lied. They've misled us. Now, of course, they're victims. But for all the years of, hey, we're a sanctuary city. We love everybody. Now to bitch and complain, we don't want to hear it. So it's not Curtis Saliba scaring people. Take a walk in New York City, Justin. You'd be scared, too, as tough as you are. I I think it's fair. I think there's plenty of things for people to be concerned with or scared of. There's plenty of facts. There's plenty of of things in this world for us to be afraid of. But to come on the radio and lie is just not helpful. Okay, so you're telling me then. Okay, so you're telling me then if he lied, you can guarantee the people in your district right now, and I love Bay Ridge, I went to Poly Prep, you can guarantee the people in your district right now, Justin, there'll be no tents on Shore Road. That's right. I okay. can guarantee you. Okay, good. Now let's get to uh, the next one. I like that you guarantee that. Let's show some balls. I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nicole Maliotakis, not a very big fan of you. Is that fine? She's on the other side. We know how this game works, Justin. And sure. um, believes, of course, no cash bail is a major reason for crime. I could not agree more. In fact, I wanted to put Jamani Williams in jail a couple of days ago when that moron said not one person has died. He's a 1,000% incorrect. Here, here is uh, the question. 
Do you disagree with Nicole? Or like me, do you agree with Nicole? Because I've been told, at least, Justin, that you absolutely support no cash bail. I don't know. What what am I asking if I agree with Nicole? I can't keep up with what she says. What did she say? No cash bail is the reason for crime. You know what she said. Are you a guy that supports no cash bail? I, I support bail reform. I support this the sense that I think you and I spoke about this last time. We can't have a revolving door of folks just being let out, especially for violent crimes. I, I don't. I don't know that there's anyone that thinks that's a good idea. But you understand. However, the, you understand the way the law is in Albany right now, with very little discretion for the judges. Of course, the uh, the dangerous clause not there. You understand. Yeah, I, get the, I get it. Yeah. I so get it. so so it doesn't work. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's working. What I'm saying is for bail reform, the idea is that if you and I commit the same crime and I have money and you don't, it doesn't mean that that, oh, that the God. guy with money should get out. Oh, but God, I don't think they were By the way, by the way, it's, 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 wrong, it's not about it's not about money. It's if you're white and I'm black. See, that's the other thing you guys never tell the truth. Not about money. If I'm black, then I get to do basically what I want because Alvin Bragg's black and Letitia James is black and, and Eric Adams is black. And uh, that's what really happened. So money is a nice way to put it. But let's be honest. This is set up to make sure we don't put more black people in jail. That's a fact. That's wild. No, that's a fact. A fact. <laughs> what, else you, what else you got? Let's go to uh, defunding the police. Now, here we go. 51 like members. I love it. The greatest hits. I know. Well, 51 <laughs> members. He has your chance to, to, to make these all lies. 51 members of city council voted 32-17 to defund the police. Were you not one, Justin Brannon, of those 32 people who, in fact, voted to defund the police a billion dollars? I was not. This year, matter of fact, this year we funded the police uh, an extra $300 million. So the FY24 police budget is going to be close to $6 billion. So I think, look, giving the cops the tools they need to do their job is, is, is what this is all about. Cops did not sign up to be mental health professionals. Cops did not sign up to deal with, with people who are experiencing homelessness. Cops signed up to catch bad guys, and we need to let the cops do their job. But this year, the city council, we voted to fund the police about $300 million more than they got last year. So Those then, the facts. okay. So then, uh, the last time around, you certainly did not vote to defund the police. That's right. Okay. So then, when you uh, have your race coming up in November, Justin against uh, Ari Kagan, right? Now you've been doing this a long time. You're number two in charge. You're in charge of all the money. All very impressive, mind you. Ari, uh, well, now of course he's going to be doing this for the first time. Uh, when you guys get out there and go head to head. Why should people vote for you, Justin, in November and not for Ari Kagan? Because I'm doing my job. Because my job is to bring back as much money as I possibly can from my district. And that's what I'm doing. I'm building new public schools. I'm renovating all the parks and playgrounds I grew up in that haven't been fixed in 30 years. We're renovating just about all of them. We brought an express ferry to the neighborhood. We brought a new hospital to the neighborhood. We're doing the job. That's it. We, you know, look, politicians don't – their job is not to get reelected. A politician's job is to help people. And if you help people, then you deserve to get reelected. Ari is a fugazi. He's running – he's run as a Democrat in five different districts over the past 15 years. The guy is just desperate to be an elected official. I'm not. I love this job. 
But if I don't win, I go somewhere else. I do something else. I'm not a hack who's desperate to be an elected official. And with me, Sid, here's the thing. You and I may not uh, agree on everything, but if you ask me where I stand on something on Monday, you don't got to check in with me again on Thursday. I stand where I stand. And I will say that of the three major topics, Justin, we discussed before Ari Kagan, the no-cash bail, defunding the police, and uh, tents on Shore Road, uh, you're telling me that two of those three things are just not true. So when you hear other Republicans talk about you on shows like this, when you read stuff about you know, the New York Post, where they go at you pretty, pretty hard, it doesn't piss you off? Well, it, it only pisses me off if it's not true. Like, you, there's plenty of things you can – you don't agree with positions I've taken or things I've said or whatever. Fine. But there's plenty of stuff you and I can disagree on. But let's deal with the facts. Let's talk about facts. Coming on the radio and saying things that are just completely not true is, is crazy. It's reckless. And it's just not necessary. I'm sure Curtis could find some other nonsense that he doesn't like about me. Use that. Don't lie. What is the biggest issue in your district right now? Um, look, I think I think we're still digging out of the pandemic in a lot of ways. We're investing a lot of money back into, uh, you know, keeping the streets clean, keeping the streets safe. We're trying to build some new schools. Classrooms are overcrowded. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. People are trying to get back to work. People are trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen with the economy. They're trying to, uh, you know, provide for their families and plan a future. Um, and, and, you know, our look, I always my job as a city councilman is not to change the world. My job is to try to make your life just a little bit easier. And if you need help with the city or the city is busting your balls or the city's not doing the right thing, my job is to get them to pay attention to, to the district. And I think that's important, too. I don't work for the mayor. I work for the people who elected me in this district. And, and what's important to them is, is what's important to me. You made it clear, Justin Brandon, you don't work for the mayor. Do you like him? I don't mean personally. Do you think he's doing a good job? I think he's doing a good job with the hand that he's been dealt. I think especially with the migrant crisis we're facing now. I mean, this is. You, you, look, you, don't, is, you, you don't think that maybe he should work on shedding a sanctuary city or maybe, I don't know, calling out Joe Biden by name. I mean, I just called Jamani Williams a moron, and he is. But to his credit, at least he called out Joe Biden by name yesterday. When is the mayor going to do that? It, I think at a time like this, the party has to go by the wayside. You can't be afraid to call out the president if he's not doing the right, right thing or he's not paying attention to New York City. Oh, so your job as an elected official yeah. is not to get reelected. Your job is to do the right thing. All right, so we agree on that. So finally, Justin Brannon, Donald Trump, you know how I feel. I like him. I'm a friend of his. I think what's going on with him makes this country look like fools, well, like a third-world country, more embarrassing every day. You hear the timeline. Every time there's more information coming out about Hunter and Joe Biden, the next day Donald Trump is indicted. Maybe, maybe that's just a coincidence. I find it hard to believe. What they're doing to Donald Trump, Justin Brandon, you're a Democrat. I get it. You okay with that or not? If he broke the law, he's got to face justice like well, everybody what else. Break? Broke... What, what law did he break? It seems like he's broke. No, 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 no. It seems like, no, no. What do you mean it seems like? You know when somebody breaks the law. What do you mean it seems like? What law did he break? But the guy's been indicted four times. Well, so what? So cases. what? You've got a DOJ that wants to put him in jail. What law did he break? So then let him let him speak his case and let him prove his innocence. But but that's, you see, but you're but you're already in the bank. It seems like what does that mean? You know when somebody breaks the law, it's obvious. But your answer is right. It seems like because he didn't. What law did he break? 
Well, I think he was upset that he lost the election. So and what? He was trying to overturn an election. And what, what did he do to try to overturn the election? What did he do? He was he was trying to get people to find votes for him that didn't exist. Is that right? How do you know that? Well, I heard I heard a phone yeah. no, recording. No, because no, you watch MSNBC, those assholes. No, I don't even watch. I don't watch MSNBC. Yeah, he didn't do any of that stuff. He did none of it. And by the way, <laughs> if if you lose to Ari Kagan. When, yeah. when, when your people tell you, you know, the truth is, you won by 3,000 votes, are you not going to complain? You're just going to walk away and be, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, doubt the veracity of the election. If I lose, I lose. That's, no. that's, that's what you do. Unless you get jobbed. Yeah, but if you lose an election, you don't say, oh, it's fake. This is, I was framed. It's a witch hunt. Well, you what, go, what, ah, I lost. Go do something else. What if you were? What if all those things are true? Then you have to believe it for Democrats too. Then we're all being framed, and it's all—it's all nonsense. It's all a witch hunt. Well, but Everything's you guys a conspiracy. But you guys always win, except when Stacey Abrams loses Democrat, when she loses in Georgia, and she yells and screams, "It was rigged." They didn't put her in prison. She yelled and screamed it every day. Why is that okay? Because I don't think she was actually calling. Uh, well, you're wrong. No, well, you're, well, you're wrong. You're wrong. She did. You're wrong. She did. Why is that okay? Because she's a Democrat, because there's two separate Look, rules. To, to, I'm old school in the sense that I believe in the institution, and I believe in people. Yeah. So do I. Not giving voters. Not yeah. giving vote. You don't want people to start doubting our small well, but, but, but Why is it okay for Stacey Abrams to do it and not Donald Trump? You, how could you compare with Stacey Abrams and Donald Trump? Why not? Trump? What's the difference? Any election's an election. She ran for governor of Georgia. That's a big time. Why was it okay for her and not for him? You know why? I don't. You know why? If you're going to be honest, Justin, you know I like you, but you're bullcrapping me here because she's a Democrat, and you guys have a different set of rules. And quite frankly, we're sick of it, all of us. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but that's. But fine. of course, you don't agree with that. You're not lying. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I can tell you that. Hey, it's nice to have you on. We'll do it again. And look, you defended yourself. You said two of those three things were absolutely not true. No reason not to believe you. You've never lied to me in 23 years. So thank you for hopping on, and have yourself a great weekend. All right, brother. You too. Be good. Take care. Justin Brannon, 43rd District, Bay Ridge. That wraps up hour number one. Very testy. Curtis Lee was coming up next. Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. out to my friend Nancy Sliwa, the lovely wife of Curtis Sliwa, Friday morning. A little bit of a disco Friday on Sid and Friends in the morning. I'm going to replay that Justin Brandon interview coming up 925. A lot of folks already texting me going, oh my God, what did I miss? 
And, of course, my audience loves that type of stuff, so I'm getting bombarded with Way to Go. That was great. So replay it. Coming up later, Brian Kilmeade, Andrew Giuliani, maybe Alina Hava still to come. But we do put this time aside every weekday morning for the best in the business. Icon, legend, guardian angel. Big ratings noon to one every weekday afternoon. Weekend overnights as well. My buddy Curtis Lee, when you heard it, look, uh, he called you a liar. He said that uh, back in uh, 2010, not only did they not defund the police, which, by the way, my friend out of Nassau County, Colleen Smith, just sent me something that proves they defunded the cops by a billion. He said, no, we just gave him $350 million. And he also said there is zero plan to put migrants in Bay Ridge. So two of the three, he called you a liar. Your thoughts, Curtis, on the most recent conversation with Justin Brannan. Uh, join the club. Democrats, Republicans, it doesn't matter. They all call me liars when I, be- when I am the bearer of bad news. When I cold bust them, when I reveal them to be who they are, which is, we don't let the people know. (laughs) People just pay taxes. Shut up. We're your leaders. Let us get wine, dine, and pocket line and make our deals. By the way, Justin Brandon, right? He would never be seen at Pastel's uh, Odyssey, right? This, no, no, no. This guy's a speed metal freak. He's a rock guy, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. speed metal, uh, fascist, uh, you know, they're, they're into that fascist thing. But anyway, he's different than you and me. He's a different kind of a guy. Yes, he is. And by the way, he's lying because he voted to defund the police by a billion dollars. said he didn't do that. He said he actually added money to the budget for the cops. Oh, he said that this past year. Yes. And by the way, I'm still waiting to see where that money is. All they did was they hired these violence uh, interrupters. Violence interrupters. You know what they do? They get paid $95,000 a year, Justin Brandon, and they have a code of conduct. Snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. (laughs) We don't rat out criminals to the police, and we pay them money not to commit crime. They basically tell us, pay us and we won't commit crime. It's like extortion. So one of the great Brooklyn stories is this. Yes. The night that Gotti and Sammy the Bull were down the block from Spark Steakhouse, when Gotti had his henchmen go assassinate Paul Castellano and Tommy Bellotti, the story goes that later on that night, much later on that night, John Gotti and all the crime family bosses and everybody all went to Gargiulo's, the legendary Italian restaurant in Brooklyn, where John stood up and said, I'm now in charge Now, you know the Russo brothers are my guys. I love them all, all three of them, especially Louis. Louis is really a dear, dear family friend. You were there last night with Ari Kagan, his fundraiser, which you brought out there. He's running against Justin Brannan. How's Ari feeling these days? By the way, first off, I walk past 46th Street. I always do pass Sparks. Because I have to look. Hey, that's where Bellotti was. That was Castellano. That was Gotti right there. That was Gavano. And I applauded them at that time. Little did I realize that they would end up joining together to try to kill me. Right? I that's applauded true. them yes. for whacking Castellano. But, but, but again, but you got to be fair. You, you know, there's no bigger fan of you than me. Would you admit that? You deserved what you got. You did deserve it. You can't talk bad about those guys and expect not to get shot. Oh, oh you mean five Teflon-coated Bullets. Oh, I'm just saying. I in my lower you, but... extremities, including oh, my three-piece yeah, 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 set. Is that what you're saying, huh? They shot you in the balls? Of course. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> By the way, you want me to show you right now? <laughs> no, no. I really don't. They are lead lines. Just tell me about this dinner last oh, okay, night for Kagan. Okay. Oh, I, it, I was so proud. First of all, I saw Russo 
a main guy, and he always got nervous in the past whenever I'd come to go Julio's because he'd say, hey, please don't make any trouble, you know. Hey, there could be a short blast of gunfire. Next thing you know, he's exactly. dead instead of you. Exactly, exactly. So uh, I was so proud to be raising money for Harry Kagan to beat Justin Brandon, who voted to defund the police by a billion dollars. Can't lie about that, Justin. You're on the record. You never condemn Bill de Blasio. Look for any quotes. Oh, de Blasio is wrong. Oh, we're wrong to defund the police. So that's number one. Number two, Ari Kagan was the city councilman, not a hack, who when your friend Eric Adams overnight put 75 illegal alien men into the uh, into the uh, school known as PS 188 in Coney Island. Justin Brandon, who now represents that area, said, I'm puzzled by that, even though he knew what Eric Adams, his friend, was doing. Who stood up with the parents and said no to the illegal aliens? City Councilman Eric Kagan. Remember with the blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asian parents. Four days later, Eric Adams had to wave the white flag and bust the illegal aliens out of there. Meantime, Justin Brown was going, I'm puzzled. Why would he do something like that? (laughs) You knew he was going to do that. (laughs) You know, it's funny. And and he just said, you know, uh, in politics, you got to do what's best for your constituents, your city, not necessarily to get reelected. And he's for, he's actually for Eric Adams calling out the president, Joe Biden, by name. But if you're telling me he said I'm puzzled, then he didn't do exactly what he just preached moments ago. Quote, I'm puzzled because he loves illegal aliens. He wants to flood them into Bay Ridge and Dyka Heights and all those surrounding areas and destroy your neighborhood. So, people, if you go out and elect Justin Brandon, good. You're going to be a third-world country where English is a secondary language, courtesy of Justin Brandon, who will be out there going, amigos, amigo, ese, hombre, hey. Well, he said, again, the three major issues I brought up, he denied the funding the police. Yes. He did say he's an advocate of cash bail, not the way it's being done now. But And I said to him, I go, well, that's the way it's being done. Don't tell me in an ideal world what you want. Actually, right now, it's actually, no good. Right. And then he said there is zero plan despite what you said, to bring the migrants to Shore Road. Your record says to me, I believe you. See, you're laughing. (laughs) First of all, let's look at his hero, his friend, his puppeteer who pulls his strings, Justin Brown and Eric Adams. Adams says, I have looked at 3,000 New York City sites to house illegals. Everything is on the table. 3,000 sites. But here's Justin Brannan, who says, I'm puzzled that he would put illegal aliens into PS-188. You already knew, Justin. No way that they're going to put him in Shore Road Park from 69th to 79th on the ball fields next to the bathrooms. No way, no way. Justin, you already know. You should be happy that I'm blowing the whistle because now the pressure is going to be on City Hall not to send the illegal aliens there. McCarran Park just got 80. Did I not say on this radio station that McCarran Park was going to get the illegals? Now they're stuck with 80. And let me give you a new one. You heard the update from Noam Layden saying, oh, they shipped 130 of the illegal aliens from the Roosevelt Hotel. That's why they're not all out on the streets any longer to a church in Long Island City. Get ready, Sunset Park. They're moving them into your recreational center in Sunset Park. 100 illegal alien, single, able-bodied men 
boy, that's right down the block from you, uh, Justin Brandon. Did you happen to know about that also? <laughs> how come, how come you and your colleagues, your democratic socialist colleagues, cause he's a socialist first before a democrat, how come you guys and gals all know that? Or if you don't know it, you should be wondering how the hell does Sliwa know it? Do your freaking job and keep the illegal aliens from coming into your neighborhood. Well, there you have it. Again, your record has been uh, pretty much impeccable. So uh, people that say you're lying, when I defend you, I say, I don't know about that. I, I think you're nervous that at some point he's going to expose you. Now, you did lie about Anthony Caron's brother, Joseph. That was a lie. Oh, let's he's deal never with been that. to jail. Let's deal with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We he's, got never, the, he's a good we, kid, Joe Caron. Wait a second. We got the patriarch, Frank. He's yeah. a crook. We got Anthony in the hot tub with you. <laughs> yeah. He's a mini-me crook. And then you got Giuseppe, Joey here, right? So let me see. The older brother, the younger brother, they're crooks. But they are somehow... not crooks. You can't say that about people when it's not true. Oh, really? Oh, they're honest guys. Oh, who have they helped? Oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What does that mean, they're honest guys? Okay, let me tell you something. Uh, Is there anybody successful today who's 100% honest? Doesn't make him a crook. Please, Doesn't make him a please. criminal. Let's, He's a good kid, let's, Joe Caron. I let's like that focus kid. on the C for Caron, which stands for crooks. And let me add another guy into that. The former Kings County corrupt Democratic leader, Frank Sedio, who grew up on my block. They're all together. It's a combine. Well, you've got, you, you've got this. And again, the Carones are good people. I disagree. Um, and Joseph has never come close to getting arrested. Never. But you certainly have a hard on for all the Canorsi guys. And I believe all those guys yes. are going to be at the theater yes. next Friday night oh, good. at the Kent Theater in Brooklyn watching Inside Man. Could you put them through metal detectors first? <laughs> anyway, let, let's see with this. You hate Bill de Blasio. Yes. Your lovely wife, Danielle, stealthily is working to destroy Bill de Blasio and his wife, Charlene Forever, who stole $1.5 billion. You know who gave them their two mortgages? Two mortgages. Yeah, two more. Not one. Two mortgages that they pulled the money out of. Frank Rowe, Anthony Cole. Oh, there's a lot of people. Oh, oh, oh. oh wait a uh, second. There are a lot. Frank Sedio. It was purposeful. And no, by the way, hold on a second. That, yeah. Let us listen to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who yesterday was talking about you, Sid. Pay attention to what he said. Well, you got to shut the music for one second. I know we, we love Frangelo, and that means the segment is about to come to an end. But this is fantastic work by Curtis Lewa and made me laugh yesterday afternoon. Again, play this. Committed. I'm focused. And one thing I am immune to, I'm immune to hecklers. I've been heckled all my life as a little boy, as a police officer, as a state senator, as a bar president, as the mayor. All I know is all my haters become my waiters when I sit down at the table of success. By the way, that was uh, meant for you, Sid, who is a waiter in Boca Raton, <laughs> serving trafe, lobster, right. That's true. oysters. That's true. So I go to my wife, Danielle. Uh, Curtis sends me a text. He's talking about you. You were a waiter in Boca Raton. I go, Curtis, do you really believe in your heart of hearts? Because day after day, Eric Adams said something, and somehow you attach it to me. Do you really believe in your heart of hearts? That all these things that Eric Adams has said over the last couple of months, he's really directing them at me. Absolutely, Cracker. <laughs> Absolutely. Just like when he said, I kicked those crackers' asses for 22 years when I was in the police department. Of course. Now, one last thing. I'm wrong, Justin Brandon. I'm wrong, Sid. 
2019. Sid is being honored by the Queens County Republican uh, cabal at Russo's on the Bay. And they were kissing you, and Eric Ulrich was all over you. And I said to you, stay away from Eric Ulrich. He's going to go to jail. He owes the Banano crime family money. He is a degenerate card player. He owes them a big... Headlines today, Justin Brannon, Eric Ulrich indicted for political corruption. Just maybe, Justin, just maybe after I and Eric Kagan collectively kick your ass and make him the next city councilman, just maybe you'll be indicted too, because that would really make my day. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Seventy-seven WABC. I know I got a bad reputation, and it isn't just talk, talk, talk. If I could only give you everything, you know I haven't got. Friday morning, I got to tell you, I actually miss this guy a lot. He was on vacation, hasn't been on the last couple of weeks. But here's the news for you. So, I guess nine times out of ten, if I'm on Fox News on a Saturday night, I am a guest of Brian Kilmeade on his great One Nation show. Brian, of course, comes up after me every weekday morning right here at 10 o'clock on WABC. And, of course, Fox and Friends. So, tomorrow night... I'm going to be on Fox News on a Saturday night, but not on Brian Kilmeade show. The great Ali Botto reached out to me, and I make my debut tomorrow night on the Lawrence Jones show right after Brian Kilmeade. So there it is, Brian, a Saturday night on Fox News cheating on you. You know what? I welcome it because I feel as though being that you, uh, just like Mike Tyson, uh, when he was coming up at 17, he had some investors that invested in him because they saw a champion. And uh, I just said, give me 20% of all your earnings and I'll pay for all your expenses. So I paid for all your expenses. I handled all of, I, I paid your salary, let's be honest. And, and my hope is that you get traction, your career would take off. Next thing you know, you're the number one guy in uh, morning radio in New York City, the number one market. You're a movie star. Yeah. And now Fox is using you without my behest. I deserve no credit for the fact that you're on Lawrence Jones. Oh, uh, but I do get 20% of your earnings. And you could bring me. You can get Robin Givens and their attorney. And you could bring me to trial. But I'm going to keep my 20%. And I'm going to wear you out. Uh, because I didn't believe in your talent. But more importantly, I wanted to profit off your success. <laughs> That is great. What a great job. Twenty <laughs> percent coming yeah, I'm your not way, jealous. brother. I'm not jealous. I uh, I I foresaw this. <laughs> you knew it. You knew it. Well, it is good to have you back. Uh, we missed you on the radio station. I missed you I here. Know, I, listen, I, and what is this? Two weeks, seven days. No, it was so two I weeks. Five days. Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, the last time so you were on the show was in was April. Five days. I think it was in April. But then Monday time. and Tuesday. No, that's, that's all it was. Yeah, I was. I'm back Wednesday. I went. I went to Italy. 
Um, and yeah. I, I came back. I had to visit my people, my ancestors. Sure. I'm Italian. Yeah. So I thought I'd come back with my family, reacquaint myself. We all wore name tags, so we knew who each other's were. And it was it was great. It gets harder when they yeah. get older, right? No, I know. I mean, yeah. you have to really, you gotta, you know, you have to just put the, the the thread through the eye of the needle. And I think I got it, and it worked it worked out good. But I'm back. Well, I'm glad you're back because if you go away for seven days in our business, Brian, you run the risk of missing anywhere yeah. between two and five. Donald Trump indictments. <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous has this gotten? Three indictments, three arrests, back in court yesterday, Washington, D.C., not even backing down a little bit last night, President Trump. He actually said on his social media, Truth Social, I really need one more indictment. That'll secure my win in 2024. Lapping at the face of Jack Smith and the DOJ. Really, this has become a big joke, no? I think it's it, they're so over their skis on this. And you know what? I don't pretend to be a lawyer, but I try to interview the best people out there. You had Alan Dershowitz on yesterday. I, I, If you listen to the Bill Barr speech, you know, if you, excuse me, the interview, by the way, can you imagine? He's sitting there with Caitlin Collins. He wouldn't look at her. If you don't want to be on CNN, don't go on CNN. Right. But looking straight ahead when you're being hosted, but whatever. If you, everyone goes, well, Bill Barr says there's a lot there wasn't a violation of the First Amendment. Listen to the interview. He says this is, there's a lot of problems with this case. It's a slippery slope. So in 2028, in 2032, whoever the Republican or Democrat is, I, you know, I don't like the results. I, I have a problem in Florida. I got a problem in Arizona. You're under arrest. You really? Oh, you went too far under arrest. Let me see the notes of your attorney. Let me see the notes of your political consultant. Let me find out who your friends are. Let me find out who your pool boy was, what you might have whispered out loud, what you told him or her to do. And this is what's crazy is Jack Smith did not charge him with conspiracy. He did not charge him with incitement. He charged him with a whole bunch of stuff. One one of these uh, one of these. Uh, references goes back to 1876, Rutherford B. B., uh, B. Hayes and uh, Samuel Tillman, who was uh, a New York politician, I think New York governor. They go back to that in order to find a precedent to indict this president. And they go back to what they call a Ku Klux Klan legislation. I'm going, what are you guys talking about? What are you doing? And now they say, well, we want a speedy trial. Well, why would you want a speedy trial? Why don't you just tell everyone, I don't care if I get a conviction. I want to make sure he doesn't campaign. I don't care if I get a conviction. I want to make sure he's not president. You, that's what you're saying in doing this. So do you think now the, the road is easier? I mean, look, we've had discussions about Ron DeSantis, you and I, for quite some time. You did a great interview with DeSantis two months ago on your One Nation show and the baseball field and all that good stuff. But he's got no chance. He is not going to make up 37, 40, 45 points. He didn't the first two indictments. He didn't uh, the last couple of months. So it's safe to assume Trump is going to win the primary. Do you think Trump right now is in very, very good shape to win the presidency? Well, I saw that poll yesterday that said 41 percent, excuse me, 41 percent are open to another candidate still. That was a stunning number, which makes me think that Trump should show up for the debate. But uh, I would say this. If, If Trump stays in the race and things stay, you're right. And you were one of the first to say, I'm all Trump all in, even after 2022 and some of the disastrous candidates that he backed. Yep. So you're, credit to you. But I am mature enough to know what I don't know. So much is unpredictable at this moment. I'm not even sure he's going against Joe Biden. 
I'm not sure that Biden's get the nomination, let alone if people are following. And I just urge you, if you're independent, moderates, undecided, just take a minute and read the transcript of Devin Archer. And please tell me that you understand that you're voting for a guy in Joe Biden that is absolutely corrupt and selling out, using his influence from to get money from other countries. What do they want in return in China? What do they want in return in Russia? What do they want in return in Ukraine? All this stuff is now, and not instead of rumored Russian disinformation, it's basically proven if you just read the transcript. So take a moment. So I will say this. If, if he's out, DeSantis is uh, in. And I will say Ed Rollins is going to be on the show today. And Ed Rollins says, I, I opened up a DeSantis super PAC. He's a bad candidate. So that backs up what you're saying. What I say is this. Everyone should take note that it is not a Donald Trump problem. Any Republican that emerges that looks as though he's got talent and a future and could win, they will attack him and make him the worst person possible. And we saw it with DeSantis. You saw what happened. Now he's a racist book banner. Uh, this guy doesn't like black people. He doesn't like women. We're, excuse me? He just won by about 20 points in Florida. This guy's one of the biggest success stories of any governor in the country. And now he's the worst person in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, this the only time he's not the worst person is if what you said is true. The worst candidate, okay, never, suddenly DeSantis is no problem. You watch. If Youngkin gets in, he is the worst person in the world. <laughs> he raped women in college. He uh, uh, divided up companies, invested in China, sold his his, his wife to uh, a Russian, uh, a, a Russian pimp. Yeah. You watch. Everyone should be concerned about this. Instead of just saying this guy's got bad, you know, bad policies, they're just tearing him apart and and saying he's, uh, you know, he's useless. Oh, true. Brian Kilmeade coming up next on WABC, 10 o'clock. Fox and Friends on Fox News every morning. His great show, 8 p.m. Saturday nights on Fox News. One nation, uh, one local story. If I say to you, McCarran Park, Central Park, Randall's Island, Shore Road in Bay Ridge, what's the first thing that comes to mind? That's where uh, Mayor Adams is, those are some of the 3,000 sites that he has eyed to put illegal immigrants. The numbers aren't stopping. They say it's over 100,000 now, 60,000 still around. He put a 60-day limit on how long they can stay. Who the hell is enforcing that when you've already defamed and diminished all these cops? No one's going to show up and, and, and kick out Mr. And, Mrs. John, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Gonzalez from Venezuela. So good luck with that. We can't stop the flow. He's been abandoned by the federal government. So now, not think about this, Sid. How much money did they waste setting up these soft-sided facilities and then took them down in a month? Now you're going to put them back in Randall's Island, but instead of putting them in the parking lot, you're putting them on the most used fields in New York City, Randall's Island. These soccer fields are literally used 18 hours a day from kids' leagues to adult leagues. And now you're taking away the parks to give people of who don't belong here a place to stay and tell them you can't work. You are opening up all you're opening up the gates of hell for people. <laughs> and what true. you gotta do is say Sanctuary City is over. President Biden, you suck. And that is it. We're going to I'm gonna gawk around with my iPhone. I'm gonna tape all these facilities and say, America, we can't do this anymore. The Sanctuary City policy was here before I got here. I am ending it. I mean, Chicago's complaining about a hundred people at a police station. We have almost 70,000 lingering 
all the money's coming out of Sid Rosenberg's multi-million dollar radio deal. What is that? And all the tax dollars, (laughs) all the tax dollars are going to people that don't belong here. I'm for immigration the right way. I'm all for it. It's going to make our country grow while China and Japan and Russia and all the European Union, all they're diminishing. Everybody wants to be in America, but you got to do it the right way. Finally, on the way out, being that you're a Massapequa resident, uh, I wonder this. More pictures taken in front of whose house? Amityville Horror, Rex Uriman, or Brian Kilmeade? Uh, it, it's still me, uh, <laughs> but uh, second is Rex. Uh, this is unbelievable. But you see, I had uh, I had Bruce Blakeman on yesterday, yes, and he says now you can't even slow down. If you slow down, yeah. You uh, you yeah. get a warning. If you stop, you get a ticket. You no, know, I actually, yeah, so I actually trying to help the neighborhood. Yeah, I actually had the uh, police commissioner Pat Ryder on a couple of days ago, and I said, "Are you actually looking to give tickets?" He said, "100 percent. We're done with it. The rest of the neighbors deserve to live a nice life. If you stop, we're giving you a ticket with zero remorse." So there we go, Brian. Great to have you back. Who's on One Nation coming up tomorrow night? Okay, uh, we are. That's a, a great question. We're going to have Andrew Gruel, the opinionated chef. We are going to have Matt Taibbi, a, a journalist, to break down why the rest of the uh, journalistic world is not writing about the Devin Archer story and the Joe Biden situation, but is the dam beginning to break as the Washington Post come forward? Uh, we're also going to have interviews with maybe the next senator from Arizona, excuse me, from Montana, Tim Sheehy, a uh, special operations guy who seems to be a shoo-in to beat John Tester. He wins. They flip the Senate. And then Rachel Campos Duffy doing the news duel. Nice. So we got a pack show. I hope I get it all in. I hope I don't have to bleed into Lawrence Jones' show and take away your time. <laughs> That's not going to happen. I'll be watching, as I do every week. Uh, as always, Brian, great job this morning. Great having you back, both on television and here at WABC. We'll do it again next week, buddy. Thanks so much. Yep. Stay within yourself, sir. <laughs> I got, I got to get that every week. Stay within yourself. I missed that last week. There he is, the great Brian Kilmeade. He's coming up next at 10 o'clock, as he does every weekday morning after me on WABC. And, of course, Fox and Friends, One Nation on Fox News. A lot more to come. Keep it right here. Friday edition of Sid and Friends in the Morning. Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. You can raise that, that someone raised a question. And you know, in America, you're entitled to raise a question. You're entitled to question whether it was honest or not. That's the uniqueness of the First Amendment. That's the uniqueness of America. But you know what? You shouldn't be prosecuted for your thoughts. And the difference here is, when Hillary Clinton said it, nothing happened to her. When they said it in Georgia's election, nothing happened to them either. You know what? When the DNC said it, nothing happened to them either. So stop using government to go after people who politically disagree with you. That is wrong, and that should stop now.
Kevin McCarthy, he's right, man. Told this to Bo yesterday, a couple of years, more than a couple. Many years ago, they made this movie. Tom Cruise was the star. And it was, uh, the name of the movie was Minority Report. And they started arresting people for their thoughts. Great movie. It was a good movie, but it was, the premise seemed so ridiculous at the time. Right? Just like George Orwell, 1984, seemed so silly at the time. And all these things are coming to fruition. George Orwell was right. Everything you do, they watch you. From your phones, computers, where you go, when you get home, they watch you. And McCarthy is right, too. Donald Trump has been arrested for thinking. He thought he got job. That's it. He didn't break a law. He wasn't incited for, excuse me, arrested for inciting a riot. None of that. In fact, when I replayed the Justin Brandon interview at 925, I asked him what law did he break, and he stumbled and mumbled like a Henry Hill prick in Goodfellas. He didn't break any laws. That's why you couldn't answer the question, Justin. fact, in two of the three indictments so far, it's pretty clear he did not break any laws. Maybe the document case he did something you can deem illegal, something not worthy of going to prison, or Joe Biden did the same thing. As Joe Rogan pointed out earlier today. But there are two sets of rules, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats, as I explained to Brannon, as I yelled to Brannon, coming up once again at 925 and us. We are now second-class citizens, especially me because I'm white and Jewish. You're white, you're Jewish, you're successful, and you're a Republican instead of being celebrated in this country. You become the enemy. Well, bring it on, bitch. I'll fight every day. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Oi! That's that f***ing house you see that. That's it's the guy I was telling you about. Love a boy over here. Yeah, with the, with the, with the, with the thing, the architect. Can I get lost? Willie. Oh, Bobby. Bobby! Yeah. Right, the architect. Yeah, well, you know, not anymore. Oh, you get cans? So why are you here drowning your sorrows? And let's just say that, uh, you know, building houses wasn't. Well, you know what it is for you? Hey, Gina, Gina, get this guy whatever he wants, all right? Want another? So what are you doing here, Bobby? Well, uh, you know, a bar is a bar, right? A bar is a bar, that's right. But what are you doing here? This is a lounge. Oh, what's the difference? <laughs> it's a 
a good question. Gina, Joseph, Bobby, Bobby, Gina, Joseph. Gina's the pretty one. Hey, I'm pretty. Yeah, your mother's a liar. Architect, huh? Yeah. Nice. A lot of school for that? You know, I'm more the learn by doing type. I like that. You want another one? Oh, please. Make it a double. Please. You sure you're in the right place? You're in the right place. Now listen, later on tonight, my buddies got a place right next door. We're going to play cards. You should come by. Yeah. Cards, okay. Get them the f out of here. Cheers. You don't f play cards anyway. Hey. You should get going. Oh, come on. What, you got somewhere you got to be? Inside Man, which was originally called Gemini Lounge. Peter Gabriel, Red Rain, and you heard uh, Emil Hirsch. He plays the star Bobby Jake Cannavale, the son of the great actor Bobby Cannavale. He plays Chris Rosenberg. Lucy Hale, 26 million followers. She plays Gina the bartender, and you heard me in there as well a couple of times. I played Dracula, Joe, Roy DeMeo's cousin, so there's about a minute and a half of, I'm telling you folks, what is the best mob movie to come out, maybe since a Bronxdale, 20 years. Inside Man, formerly Gemini Lounge, coming to a theater near you a week from tonight. Now, we, uh, I've got a theater in Brooklyn. I've said it a couple of times, but not really yet. Uh, a week from tonight, we'll be at that theater in Brooklyn. I've invited close friends and family and all that type of thing. And we're going to, uh, we're going to, Fill up the whole place for the first night, the showing of Inside Man. Congratulations to Danny A., who wrote it, directed it. He stars as Roy DeMeo. My dear friend Bo Deedle, he plays a great role as the chief of police there in uh, Brooklyn. He was great in the movie. It's just a terrific, terrific movie. True story. Hanging out with Chris Mullen a couple of nights ago. I had no idea because I know Mullen as a Marine Park guy. I had no idea that as a kid he grew up right down the block there by Flatlands Avenue by the bar, the Gemini Lounge. He knew all those guys, specifically the character that I play, Dracula. So I used to see Dracula sitting outside with his feet in a kiddie pool every summer, and all the kids knew who he was. So again, next Friday night, Inside Man. Very, very excited about that. It's going to be very exciting. You're coming, right? Yeah, I'll be there. You got a date? Yeah, I'll bring a date. What's his name? <laughs> Oh, do you have a date? Yeah, I'll bring a date. Are you dating somebody now for real? Or? Yeah, a little bit. Some skank. <laughs> oh, she's not, six, she's not a shiksa this time, though. She's not? She's a Jew? Yeah. Oh, then I take that skank. 
It's okay. about time your mother, I, I mean, b- basically begging you know, to date a Jewish girl. I know, I know, I know. I know. Where'd you meet this girl? Oh, you don't want to know. All he said was, listen, we're going to a movie premiere and now bitten. Baby, she's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, you have to, didn't have to turn into a whole discussion. Using my name to your point, Jake, as a, uh, right. as an icebreaker. Right. But where'd you meet this chick? Uh, it's, uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm a bit of a cradle robber. I'm a, I'm a bit of a cradle but, robber. But bathroom store. Better at preschool. Four in the morning. No, oh, she, yeah. she was, uh, she was friends with my little sister at the University of Wisconsin. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Your sister goes to Wisconsin? She did. That's She's a great school. 23 now. Have so, you yeah. been to Madison to, no, to of visit course, her? Yeah. Oh, that's a great school. It's a great school. She's going yeah. to Villanova Law in August. My, younger, Wait, my younger sister. My younger sister is going to Villanova Law School. She's going to wow. be like a big time lawyer. Wow, good. Maybe we'll get her on the phone with Danielle. Danielle could uh, talk to her. So, no, okay. no, that's Maybe not going to happen. Yeah, fucking stupid. I don't think so. No, no, seriously. If your sister needs any help, yeah, be of course. Yeah, yeah. I know a couple of attorneys you may have heard. Right. No, no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Not only Danielle, but Joseph Takapina, yeah. Arthur Idala, Alan Dershowitz. Exactly. exactly. It goes on and right. on. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, all those people seemingly these days are working for my friend Donald Trump. Yeah. Who they arrested and arraigned again yesterday for a third time, but. You know, I felt badly even covering this because it's such a joke. As Brian Kilmeade pointed out last segment, he wasn't even arrested for inciting a riot. Fraud. I mean, they arrested him for fraud, but what did he do? Yes, he thinks the election was rigged. You guys out there don't understand this. Jack Smith, this douchebag special counsel, this dick, he needs to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump really believed he lost the election but was lying when he said it got rigged. I am telling you, I promise you, you can bet every single penny in your bank account right now. Donald Trump, in his heart of hearts, believes, he knows they stole it from him. He ain't playing a game. He's not looking for sympathy. He won thousand. He has said it every day since 2020. This is the dumbest case I've ever heard. And I disagree with Bill O'Reilly. As brilliant as Bill is, I love Bill. I don't care what Mike Pence says. Pence has an axe to grind. Pence is angry because Trump called him out. And Trump was wrong, but he called him out. And now Pence is running against Trump. Not Mike Pence, not Jesus. Nobody alive today. Nobody can help Jack Smith prove this case. You cannot arrest somebody for their thoughts. And I promise you, no matter what Pence or anybody else says, Donald Trump, in his heart of hearts, believes he won that election. 71 million votes. How'd I lose by nine? Here was Donald Trump after the arraignment yesterday afternoon in Washington, D.C. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, When you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very much. can't believe I'm saying this. 
But the person yesterday, Noam, I think you heard this earlier. I hope you did. The person yesterday that laid this out the best and goes to show you all these indictments, all of them, not a coincidence. She puts dates to what happened right before. It's actually a very scary depiction of what's gone on. And if you're on the fence, you're an independent, you're not sure, you don't hate Trump, you don't love Biden, when you hear what one of Trump's attorneys, Alina Habba, is about to say to you. And let me tell you this, it's all fact. She's giving you dates. These dates are not made up. It's all fact. When you hear this, if you don't come to the overwhelming conclusion that none of this is a coincidence, you're a moron. Alina Habba, number five. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, D.A. Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president. As Mike Breen would say, Alina Haba of all the Trump attorneys, Alina Haba from way downtown. And what does this do? I'll tell you what it does. For Trump supporters like me, I'm an even bigger supporter today. This is no longer about Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump says all the time, I think he's even pinned this to his true social account. They're not coming for me. They're coming for you. They're not coming for, for me, says Donald Trump. They're coming for you, Justin Ellick. They're oh. coming for you, Jake. They're coming for you, Noam Layton. They're coming for you, Sid Rosenberg. I'm just a guy in the way. They're not coming for me. They're coming for you. I'm just the guy in the way. One of my favorite politicians out of the great state of Ohio, Jim Jordan, said it best yesterday. Boy, if you liked Trump before, now you got to love him. Cut number eight. I think this just strengthens, just hardens the support for President Trump and, frankly, expands it. I think Dana was mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, you look at the poll numbers earlier in the week. I think it's 54 to 17 in the Republican primary. But more importantly, he's dead even with Joe Biden in the New York Times poll. So my gut tells me that is that what the New York Times is saying. It's probably better for President Trump in that in, 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 a, in another poll. And this, I think, only again, hardens his support, expands his support because the country gets it. And I think the reason that's happening is so much of the country is sick of this nonstop attack, this ridiculous attack on President Trump for seven years now. And they're tired of this 
this elite attitude in D.C. that says, oh, we're better than everyone else. There's a different set of rules. And I think people in flyover country, hillbillies in Ohio or Iowa or Oklahoma, they're so sick of it. We're so sick of it. We're saying we're going to support President Trump. I think that's the I think that's the takeaway. I think that's the, the result of all this. As Alina Hubble pointed out, look at the timeline. Hunter and Joe, we got you. Let's indict Trump. The idea is take your eye off the real story. You can indict and arrest Donald Trump every day. You've done it three times. Donald Trump is not a criminal. But guess who is? The guy riding his bike right now in Rehoboth, sitting on the beach with his old grandfather belly. The man living right now on Pennsylvania Avenue, the guy you voted in, the current president of the United States, Joe Biden. He is a criminal with a capital C. His son is a degenerate lowlife, not because he's a recovering addict. I'm a recovering addict. He's a lowlife. That's the real criminal. And Donald Trump Jr. said it just yesterday with John Katzmatidis, Rita Cosby, 5 p.m. every weekday, Katz and Cosby. This makes Watergate look like kindergarten. Cut number 19. This makes Watergate, just so we're clear, this makes Watergate seem like kindergarten. I mean, millions of dollars transacting from our enemies where we're funding them ad nauseum. Not the only one, Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House, good man. He was on Fox yesterday. He talked about this Obama-Biden DOJ and how sickening they are. Newt Gingrich, Fox News, cut number 20. The Obama Justice Department and the people who are still there who are Obama people, we're never going to go after Hunter, ever. I mean, that's why you've had this very weird parallelism of anything that Donald Trump does is terrible, Anything that Hunter Biden does is excusable. And the countries gradually begin to realize how really sick and how really corrupt it is. So I don't know how many folks out there listening right now are not diehard Trump guys, Republicans, DeSantis, all that. I really do try to to inspire some folks in the middle, maybe even on the left, not the progressives, to listen. That's why I do sports and entertainment. Bring on Mayor Eric Adams. You guys get mad. I don't care if you get mad. Some people were mad I brought on Justin Brandon this morning. I don't care. It was great. In fact, I'm going to replay it at 925 because it was so damn good. Because I want these people to hear who they're voting for. I want these people to listen to the people they're placing their trust in. You hate Donald Trump? It's okay. I got to say it. I love him now. I do. But there was a long time I couldn't stand him. I thought his campaign was the dumbest, most sophomoric campaign. I didn't like Hillary Clinton. I didn't like Barack Obama. But I couldn't vote for a guy who wore a stupid hat and told me he was going to build a wall. So I didn't vote for him. But I'm adult enough to quote Brian Kilmeade where I watched him work. And it was genius. It was like watching Fred Astaire dance. That's how good Trump was at that job. In my lifetime, if God is good to me, I'll be 57 in April. Two guys, Reagan and Trump. The rest, oh, Clinton was pretty good the first time around, and he's a Democrat. Trump was great at it, man, great. But can I see somebody disliking him? Easily. It's like some of you dislike me, because as Bernard McGurk once pointed out, I'm a lot like Trump. You're both great at what we do. We beat our chest. We tell you how good we are, and some of you, because you're so mediocre, can't stand that. So you can hate him. But if you love this country, if you love the Constitution, if you love America, 
you got to find a way to put the blinders on, put your personal dislike aside, and do what's right for the country. Right now, there's a lonely kid in a cave in Afghanistan, 18 years old. All he wants to do is come home and watch the Jets play the Browns. He may die today. And if he does die, he died protecting your freedoms and your rights. And you're going to give all that away because you, quote-unquote, don't like someone? Come on, folks. Wake up. Trump's not the criminal. He's the right guy for the job. Joe Biden, bad guy. Donald Trump, 2024. In friends in the morning. 77 WABC. I've been searching a long time. Someone exactly like you. Waiting for you to come through Someone like you Make it all worthwhile Someone like you Keep me satisfied Someone exactly like you I've been Traveling a hard road They've been looking for someone exactly like you I've been carrying my head alone Waiting for the light to come shining through Someone like you No, I'm not going to run for president, uh, despite Lori, real estate Lori up there in northern New Jersey, who's a huge fan of the show and lover. I ain't running for president anytime soon. I've got some answers, but I think Danielle will be very upset, you know. But thank you for the kind messages, Jack Manzo, Pat Russo, and Joe from Rightway, the whole group. I mean, I'm, I want to say I'm stating my opinion, but I, maybe I'm stating fact. It should be fact. That's what it should be. But to a whole, you know, yeah. what I like to believe is less than half the country. Yeah, it's probably more, it's, probably more than half the country, but you're right. Yeah. Well, I always said it to Bernie, too, you know, John Katsimatidis always says, you know, we got, we're here to tell the truth. And unfortunately, my truth, Bernie's truth, that's a lie to half the country. And their truth is a lie to me. So, so you should be locked up, right? 
Lock her up. Lock her up. He's a line, bro. Uh, Andrew Giuliani will join me coming up at 840. He was with President Trump all morning yesterday going over the defense fund, his trip to Washington, D.C. He uh, just landed, I swear to God, in Lithuania. His wife, Z, is from there. He texted me at 430 this morning in his layover in Copenhagen. <laughs> so uh, Andrew will join us at 840 because he was right there, the belly of the beast, yesterday morning. Uh, we played Justin Brannon. You don't want to miss this. Trust me. A lot of you have already texted me, please replay it. I'm going to do it. But if you don't know, I did uh, interview the city council member out of Bay Ridge who called Curtis a liar. Nicole Maliotakis can't stand this guy. And um, I guess, I I don't know. When I'm doing stuff, I don't even know what I'm doing. But I was told it was really good. So we're going to replay it. Justin Brannon and Alina Haba. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful who I thought had the best, the best verbiage of the day yesterday talking about the timeline between the unsavory and illegal things the Bidens did, which led the very next day to a Trump indictment. Alina Hubba may join us as well. But a couple of minutes here, let's throw some sports out there. One of the things I like to do is kind of go back and forth. The political stuff gets very, very heavy repetitive, and after you have a segment like I did last segment, what else can you possibly say? So as Justin pointed out at the very top of the hour, the Jets opened up the 2023 NFL preseason meaningless football game. Their starting quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, didn't even suit up. It was the number two pick overall back in 2021, Zach Wilson, who played the whole game, and he played well. In fact, uh, here is Coach Robert Seller talking about his backup quarterback, the former number two overall, Zach Wilson. Robert, what would you like about uh, Zach's throw to Malik? Uh, it was really good. You know, I thought he put it right on the money. Um, Zach did a good job. He was poised, uh, looked comfortable in the pocket, delivered the ball on schedule, and uh, uh, definitely something to build up. So that was uh, on Zach. Zach went three out of five for 65 yards, had one very impressive 57-yard completion. To Malik Taylor. The Jets lost the game, didn't matter. They lost 21 16. They played their second preseason game a week from tomorrow, next Saturday, 4 o'clock in the afternoon in Carolina against the Panthers. The Giants open their preseason a week from tonight. I won't see it because I'll be at a movie theater in Brooklyn watching Inside Man. But the Giants are in Detroit for the Lions on NBC a week from tonight. But it was uh, the Hall of Fame game, and a bunch of Hall of Famers uh, to be inducted tomorrow were there. Uh, Zach Thomas, he was a buddy of mine down in Miami. Rondé Barber, the terrific defensive back with the Buccaneers, a brother of Tiki. Uh, and a bunch of uh, all the guys that were there. But uh, Aaron Rodgers was on the sideline during the game, had the headset on, the whole thing, you know. And they interviewed Aaron during the game. So Aaron signs with the Jets. He's in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Folks, i got to explain this to you. When I started my terrestrial radio career, after about two years of Internet radio, we finally made it to terrestrial radio, me and Scott Kaplan, late 1998. And we had our radio show syndicated by Sports Fan Radio Network. And the folks that had on the air back then, if Tim McCarthy is listening, hello, I'm talking about fabulous sports babe, JT the Brick, and Scott and Sid. And then after that, we did a deal, Sportsline USA, with CBS, Sean McManus, 
and Joel Hollander, Westwood One, syndicated our show. We run about 70 markets, decent markets, L.A., Vegas, Kansas City, and we traveled to all these different markets and put on shows. We called it the Party with the People Tour. So when Scott Kaplan and Sid Rosenberg on a very, very, very little-known sports show out of Florida landed in La Crosse, Wisconsin, you would have thought it was the Beatles. I swear to God, that's how they treated us. For three days, restaurants, bars, we got whatever we wanted, didn't pay a penny. And we happened to show up during Oktoberfest, which is a big deal in Wisconsin, and one of our shows... Our Monday show was right before the Packers and Vikings Monday Night Football. That was the Brett Favre Packers and the Randy Moss Vikings. And the place was nuts. 3,000 people in a tent watching our show, making their way to Monday Night Football. But it is a different place, man. That's all they've got. Football and beer. Bunch of fat chicks. I mean, really. Can't forget about the cheese. Cheese. And cheese, that's right. I sat there and wore a cheese head <laughs> and a 92 Reggie White jersey, I you swear to God. Your and I'm a Giant did. fan. Bet your ass you did. So Aaron Rodgers playing his home games in Green Bay, not exactly New York. Now he comes here. Next thing you know, he's at a Ranger playoff game. He's at a Nick playoff game. He's in Jersey watching Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. Life is brand new. He's made $100 million. He's won NFL MVPs. He's won a Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. New York, that's why I came back. Let's be honest. I have a gorgeous house in Boca. I could never afford my house in Boca here. My own pool, right by a golf course, body of water, clean, guard gate, tennis courts across the street from a school, pristine and no crime. Pristine and perfect. And I came back to this asshole because there's no place like this. Whether you're a quarterback, a center fielder, a radio host, when Frank Sinatra said, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere, that is the truth. There are days I leave this job and I feel like I just won the Super Bowl. I can honestly say in 16 years in Miami, I very rarely felt that the shows were great. I've always been great. I told these guys when I got back here, let me do my Miami show here. No, no, no. We don't do that. But you and Bernie, you're going to smoke the politics. I go, I'm telling you, I've got the recipe for it. No. I fought with Craig. I fought with Dave. I fought with Matt. Now we're finally doing it, of course, and reaping huge benefits. But I knew it worked. But I never got that feeling like I have here. And Rogers talked about that last night, what it's like to be living in New York. Cut number 22. I'm loving my time here. I mean, it's, I've just embraced everything uh, New York and had some great opportunities at uh, MSG and concerts, Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran and plays. And uh, there's a lot of stuff to do. I'm enjoying it. He also took a $35 million pay cut. Now, look, $75 million, still a pretty good living. It's supposed to be 110. 75, you can get by. Yeah, you can get by. Yeah, I'd say so. I think he could get by with $75 million. Yeah, he's a saint. But he is, though, because while you kind of joke around about that, Jake and uh, Justin, that $35 million will go a long way to adding more talent to the Jets. And that's what he says in cut number 23. 
I love our team. I love the guys we got. I love the men and women that work for the organization. It's a really uh, fun environment. I think that's what you got to do when there's a big-time change in your life. You can resist it or you can just jump in and, and surrender to the process and all the new newness of it and just the excitement. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of fun just being around these young guys and being around a team that's really hungry, uh, that had some success last year, obviously finished uh, uh, rough, but, uh, but the pieces are in place. There he is, Jet quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Once again, Jets and Panthers, their second preseason game coming up next Saturday. I would not, if I'm a Jet fan, expect to see Aaron Rodgers. In fact, as Joe Beningo said on this show two days ago, you may not see him at all until week one, Monday night, 9-11 against Buffalo. Well, he hasn't played a uh, uh, a preseason game in like since 2018. Right. So, But, but you would think new team. I know he's back with Nathaniel Hackett. I get all that. But you would think... New team, new city, maybe, but I'm with you guys. I don't think he plays. Giants and Lions coming up next Friday night on NBC. We, uh, we're going to talk to Andrew Giuliani once again. He's in, where the hell is he, Lithuania? Yeah, I think he nailed that one. Where his beautiful wife Z comes from. And we'll talk to him coming up momentarily. But first, I guess uh, one quick look at traffic at 840 on your Friday morning. Are you okay, like Beningo is, Joe Nolan being the PA voice of the Jets, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't take one snap? Yeah, absolutely. You don't want him to play, right? No, I don't want anybody to get hurt. You know, right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, I remember when Chad, remember when he got hurt? You against know, the Giants. Yeah, it was against, against the Giants. Giants. Yeah. And I worse was in the than fourth that, quarter. Yeah, worse quarter than for... that, yes, I think uh, Yuma Yura hit him. Yeah. But, but worse than that, Chad getting hurt, because he still played on my team. Jason Seahorn got hurt against the Jets. He was never the same. Yeah. Yeah, I used to go to all those games, those Jet Giant games, those preseason games. Yeah, you know what? Games. You know what's weird? There was a little while there, those Jet Giant preseason games. And this year they played during the regular season. They play in November. They should have played 9-11 week one. But but almost for about a five-year period, if you remember, Joe, somebody big got hurt in all, all those games. Yeah, almost all those games. Yes. Because it meant something to those guys. Yes. You know, they were playing for something. They were playing for the Snoopy Trophy there for a while. Right. <laughs> it was like the old Mayor's Trophy game between yep. the Mets and the Yankees. So. Yeah. yeah. My Jet Giant game, I'm ready for that, boy, because I'm not working. I get to go and hang out in the parking lot. We're going big. Wait a second. That's a giant. It's my team. It's, it's a, a gi- giant home game. Yeah. Right. So how are you getting there? I'm going to go get tickets and sit there in my green stuff and hang out in the parking lot. We're going to have a great time. Maybe you'll go with me and I'll punch you across the face. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be fun. All yeah, right, we'll get a, thrown out a, before we even go in. It's a date then. You and I are going <laughs> and we're going to fight, okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll bring our sons, and they can be our second, so we'll right. go. <laughs> sounds like a great time. <laughs> Sit in friends in the morning. 77 WABC. I've got another confession to make. I'm your fool. Everyone's got their chains to break. Calling you. Will you bother me? Andrew Giuliani does a terrific show, 2-3, to three, every Sunday afternoon. We've got a great Sunday lineup. I mean, big stars on Sundays. Rudy, Janine, Andrew. Um, who else is on? Uh, Burt Reynolds? Boy, John Cass. 
Well, yeah, that's the big one, Couch Round Table. That's the... That goes unmentioned. Right, of course. But who else is on in the afternoon uh, 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 in and around Andrew? I, I think Dick Morris is on on Sundays. I think he is, too, yeah. We got Piscopo. He's Sunday nights. That's right. Nice job, Jake. But Andrew did a, a really good interview a couple of weeks ago with uh, Trump. I liked it. And he talked to Trump about some things not everybody else would talk to him about, you know, like AI and stuff like that. It was a very interesting interview. Go back and listen to it. And uh, talking about Trump and Andrew, yesterday Andrew was with Trump all morning before making his way to his wife's homeland in Lithuania, where he's calling us from right now. Yeah, he's not in Battery Park. He's in a different country. Andrew Giuliani, how are you, buddy? Shit, I don't know if I'm trending in the right direction. Because 24 hours ago, I was eating bacon, uh, bacon and eggs with a former president of the United States. And last night, I spent the entire night sleeping next to a sweaty Dane on a flight. So I, I don't know if I'm going the right way. <laughs> well, I think, uh, like we talked about when you were laid over in Copenhagen about four hours ago, uh, you are making WABC history this morning. And why is that, Andrew? I, I think I'm the first person calling in in the over 100-year history of WABC to call in from Lithuania or any of the Baltic countries, right? We have, we, we've done a full dig into this, and we have no record whatsoever of no. anybody calling in from the Baltic countries. I don't Certainly think so. not to Sid and friends in the morning. I think Enos Cantor almost called in one time, but he was actually in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> close enough. Pretty close. close enough. So uh, you're there, and, and I hope you have a great time with you. I guess you're there, are you there to see your in-laws, I imagine, right? Yes. Yeah, we're seeing, you know, her family. It's the first time my wife's been back since her mother passed away here. So it's, Sorry. A, it's a little bittersweet, but it's but it's so good to, you know, so good to see her family, so good to spend time, and, and uh, it's so get, good to get Grace over here for the first time in her life. And it's really a wonderful country. I'll tell you, um, there are a lot of great conservative values in this country. They, they see what's going on in the United States of America with these political prosecutions. And just a few decades back, they remember the Stalin – show trials that they were looped into because they were annexed by the Soviet Union. So uh, there's a real warning sign for many Lithuanians that, that I get from so many of her friends in terms of what they're looking at uh, in the United States of America. And they have a real history, and, and they're very they're concerned for us. We'll put it that way. That's good to hear. That's interesting. How did Grace do? That's a uh, two very long flights. Well, I was I was lucky in the sense that I sent my wife and Grace about five days before. Ah, gotcha. So I didn't have to deal with the baby. I was very very lucky in that regard. But gotcha. <laughs> but supposedly supposedly she was running around like a mad woman for five or six hours of the flight. So I got very lucky. Oh, that's good. Uh, well, let's get back to your bacon and egg breakfast uh, yesterday with President Trump and. What you guys discussed, I know this for a fact, it's already told me, but the defense fund, his trip to D.C., which did happen later on yesterday afternoon, once again arraigned and arrested. Tell us some specifics, whatever you can at least, about that breakfast and the mood that President Trump was in. Well, I'll tell you what ended up happening. You know, on Sunday on my show, as you highlighted before, I actually ended up predicting to a caller I said, if Devin Archer testifies on Monday, like it looks like he's going to, my prediction is Trump will be indicted by Tuesday. You know, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because I played this earlier, and and we're going to play it again for Andrew. Maybe he's heard it already. Maybe he hasn't. But just to emphasize your point, because you're so right on Mm -hmm. the money, I usually talk to, like, Takapina, those types of attorneys. But of all people, Andrew, uh, Alina Haba actually nailed it yesterday. you got to hear this. Play cut number five. We'll get back to Andrew. But she highlights not just what you predicted, 
but the last four or five times when all of a sudden Trump found himself in trouble the day after. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after they failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. This is not a coincidence. This is election interference at its finest against the leading candidate right now for president. So you predicted correctly, but a pretty good job there, Andrew. I think you'd agree for Molina Haba, really highlighting Absolutely. all of these moments. 100% Sid. And you know what? This doesn't sound like the Justice Department. This sounds actually like what a political campaign would do, right? If another campaign is having a positive moment, or I should say if your campaign is having a negative day, the one thing you want to do is you want to try to change that news cycle over the next day. You give that the other campaign, your opposing campaign, the positive news cycle or the negative news cycle on you that day, and then you turn the news cycle over as soon as possible. So that way you can give the media another topic to talk about. So right now, instead of talking about Devin Archer and instead of talking about the testimony of Devin Archer really tying with smoking guns, Joe Biden directly to Hunter Biden and their profits and the vice presidency. We're sadly talking about another indictment. So anyway, on Monday, I saw President Trump for all of two minutes at Bedminster. And I told him, I said, you're going to get indicted tomorrow. That's what I said. I said, my prediction is you're getting indicted tomorrow. So he called me up Tuesday night and he said, you were right. He said, let's get breakfast on Thursday. So I said, absolutely. So came on over there and, and, uh, you know, I played golf with him the day after he was indicted for the first time federally. So I feel like it's almost like we've got like a little bit of a thing going where uh, we end up playing golf or seeing each other right before or right after an indictment. So I guess we're going to be playing a whole lot of golf together because the truth is it seems like they continue to yeah. go after yep. and indict this guy. And Sid, you know, look, whatever side of the aisle you're on on this thing, if you look at this with unbiased lens, if you love our country, if you want – the graces of the world, if you want our kids to grow up in a place where there's equal justice under the law, then this just has to make you sick and just keep you up all night. Yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, I've got family and friends. It's anecdotal that, that are thrilled. They hate Donald Trump. I mean, I was funny for a long time with actor Michael Rappaport. He did a three-minute bit on Instagram yesterday. He was dancing. Another indictment, baby. They love it. So you're right. But it doesn't happen yeah. that way. People just dig in. You got to hope that that small percentage of people that doesn't love and or hate Donald Trump comes to the conclusion, which I talked about all morning and you did just now as well, which is this is ridiculous. There'll be another one coming, Georgia, maybe sometime yeah. next week. But as Donald Trump said yesterday, Andrew, he goes, let me tell you. He basically said, I can't wait for the next indictment because that will absolutely certify my victory come 2024. 
<laughs> well, to your point right there of the Michael Rappaports and the other people that are dancing in the street about this, it shows you how unfair of a trial he's going to get in a place like Washington, D.C., where he only got 4% of the vote in 2020. He got 5% in 2016. So the fact that you have a grand jury, uh, you're going to have a grand jury there where there's only 51% to find him guilty. He's got no chance of actually getting a fair trial there. And then on top of that, you put the judge, which I know you've covered well in terms of what she's done with the January 6th defendants, how I really think biased she has been in so many of her Oh, she hates him. She hates Um, him. He's got no chance. No, she hates him. She was appointed by Obama. And, in fact, uh, she referred to him all day in court yesterday as Mr. Trump, which you don't do with a former president. You say Mr. President, whether you like him or not. So she proved right off the bat yesterday, and, and I know Lindsey Graham made the same point, how much she hates him. But going back to all of this, when this indictment came down, Andrew, they talked about six co-conspirators. And, oh, shocker, shocker, your dad, who's been on this show weekly now for weeks, I love him dearly. I can't get him the last two days. He's one of those folks mentioned in this. Tell me about the conversations and my audience you've had with your dad the last couple of days since his name came up in this indictment. Well, he's not indicted, but, you know, I think basically what this tactic is, by Jack Smith, it's basically a warning sign to these uh, co-conspirators, if you will, right? The Sidney Powells, uh, the Tim Cheeseboroughs, the others that are the other three that are uh, the the co-conspirators, that if you don't cooperate with me, then I am going to come after you just the way that I came after Trump. So I think they are testing a lot of these guys right now. Now, I can tell you, you know, my father, and I know you know him uh, almost as well as I do, Sid. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, he is he is uh, solitude. He is he is solid uh, in his uh, belief that this is political, and he is uh, he's not backing down on this. Um, you know, that was part of the discussions that I had with with President Trump was his mindset and where he is on all this, and kind of where you go going forward. And one of the things that, uh, sadly, uh, the left is doing to my father and other people that are connected to President Trump is they continue to throw lawsuits at them to try to drain their funds. That's one of the things they're doing to Trump. They're trying to drain his campaign funds through the legal side of all this. Well, they're certainly doing it to Mm. other people connected to the president, and uh, that was certainly one of the things that we were ironing out. Yeah, I asked your dad last week, I said, any regrets that you kind of buddied up to Trump because your life would not be nearly this hellish. And he knows that's true. He said, no. And I said, you know this, Andrew, what Jack Smith has to prove, and he can't do it. That's why this indictment is a joke. What Jack Smith has to prove is that Donald Trump thought he really did lose, but he's been lying. Well, I can guarantee you this. And so can you more than anybody, Andrew. Donald Trump really thinks he won. And guess who else did? Your father. He really believes it. Absolutely. And and look, you gave me a good idea, actually, on this. And I think on the Sunday show at two o'clock, I'm going to actually go through and we're going to break down and read the First Amendment and talk about the importance of that First Amendment and just how little this Biden Justice Department and this special prosecutor, Jack Smith, actually think about our First Amendment and actually think about our Constitution. You know, Sid, there's one other thing, and I know it's a little off topic, but I want to get it in before our segment ends, because I think it's very important. You know, you and I were texting toward the end of my time with Trump, and I, and I mentioned to him, I said, hey, you know, I think I'm going on Sid on Friday. Anything you want me to say? And he said, is Sid still number one? And I said, no, he's not still number one. He's number one by a mile. He's <laughs> killing everybody. He's like, good, because I like winners, and Sid's a winner. So there you go. Did Trump he really say that? Trump. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. That is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I actually have a T-shirt. I'm such a Trump geek at this point. I'm almost as bad as my uh, former late partner, God rest his soul, Bernie. I have a, t- a T-shirt which is taken off of a text that he sent to Takapina, which is similar to what he told you, Andrew, in person yesterday, which said, uh, way to go, my number one buddy, Sid, Donald Trump. So I appreciate uh, you telling me that, and I appreciate uh, hearing that. I really do, and and I feel horrible for the guy. I think what he's going through is un-American and just, just awful. So you'll be back uh, for Sunday for your show at 2 o'clock? Absolutely. We're back for 2 o'clock on Sunday. Looking forward to covering all this stuff where the media should be focused on, on the Devin Archer testimony, where it seems like you know we've forgotten because... The Biden DOJ, Jack Smith, has given uh, the media kind of so much more ammo with another indictment. So look for that. Look for what Elena Haba highlighted to continue. If there is another bad day for the Biden administration, it would not surprise me if a Georgia indictment comes down, if another federal indictment comes down. That's their strategy, and they're going to continue to do that. and they're very predictable, sadly. Yeah. They are very predictable. And to yeah. use the Justice Department like a political tool like this, um, I don't think people realize just how slippery a slope it actually is, too. You know, we, we complain about it, and obviously we do as good a job as we can in terms of getting the word out there. And certainly I know so many of your listeners, they do a great job of showing up at rallies and making sure that their voices are being heard and their First Amendment rights are, are being practiced. Um, but I don't think people realize just how slippery a slope this actually can be. When you start using your Justice Department, when you start using your attorney general, the way that they're using it from a political standpoint to how quickly you can lose what we all value dear, which is our constitutional republic. That's a heck of a job, Andrew. We're going to do this, you and I, every week. That's how good this conversation was. That's how good you are. We'll all be tuning in 2 to 3 on Sunday. Enjoy your trip with your beautiful wife and your in-laws and the whole family. Thank you for doing this, Andrew. We'll do it again next week, buddy. Regards to your pop. Thank you so much. Of course, Sid. Thank you very much. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you, Andrew Giuliani. That's a heck of a job right there. Two to three every Sunday afternoon. He's great. Check him out. Andrew Giuliani right here on Sid and Friends in the morning. Another hour to go. Nine o'clock hour. Keep it right here. Is Sid and Friends in the morning. For my friends. 77 WABC. And why do birds suddenly appear every time you are near? Just like me, they long to be close to you. Why do stars fall down from the sky every time you walk by? Just like me, they long to be close to Decided to create a dream come true. So they sprinkle moon dust in your hair and golden starlight in your eyes of blue. 
Karen Carpenter, 10 days a week. That voice, my God, that voice. I love all their songs. Superstar and this one, of course. I know you two guys probably don't like it. You're young guys. And I enjoy the song. I know you know it, so you don't listen to it. Well, not like religiously, but when it comes on, I listen to oh, it. Oh, you like it then? Yes. Good. It's a Jake's typical a bit song though. to start the morning, I yeah. thought. Come oh, on. you do think it's a good yeah. song? Well, you, you little bastard, are starting to patronize me more than these guys. <laughs> oh. You learn well in two days, Jake. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, I love the other carpenters. So. Okay. We've had a uh, really outstanding show. Justin Brannon got us going at 6.45 this morning. And if you missed it, I'm going to replay it. Coming up at 9.25, he is the city council member, number two overall in charge of all the money out of Bay Ridge. Call Curtis Sliwa, a liar, in a text to me last night. Uh, him and Anthony Corona and a bunch of people call them a liar. Uh, but Anthony's a good friend. Anthony, Frank, and Joe, they really are dear friends. I don't care. Um, and and you know, Curtis is kind of joking around with those guys. But he's serious about Justin Brannan. Nicole Maliotakis can't stand him either. So he came on. It got a little testy. And we'll replay it coming up at 925. And Curtis was amazing. He always is. We had, um, well, who was on just moments ago? Andrew Giuliani was terrific. Brian Kilmeade was great today. He's back. That reminds me, Brian does a terrific show Saturday nights on Fox News. It's called One Nation, and I've been a guest many times. So the last couple of months, I've kind of gone back and forth being a guest on Jesse Waters' show. Although, Jesse, who did text me last week about the Bill O'Reilly show with me and O'Reilly in Long Island and about, believe it or not, Gemini Lounge, Jesse Waters. He has not had me on since he moved to the Tucker Carlson, Bill O'Reilly coveted 8 o'clock spot. But I had been on for a good number of months, regularly every month. Kill me the most while I make my debut coming up tomorrow night, the Lawrence Jones Show, 9 p.m. I believe, according to the producer, nice girl, Ali Bato, I'll be on around 9.10. So, Waters, Kilmeade, and now... Lawrence Jones. For some reason, Sean Hannity, hmm. been a friend of mine for years. You know, when I was really dying in South Florida, so frustrated, knew the show was great, but dying, working out of a broom closet in Pompano Beach. Then went to a fancy place in Palm Beach, but no one listens down there. They don't care. And I really wanted to, to get back here. And I came up on vacation, and I was friendly at the time with a girl. What was her name? Oh, my God, now I've forgotten. She was friends with Bernie, too. She had her own show on Fox News on the digital end. She was pretty popular. I think she ended up being one of those people that sued Fox News, I believe. Oh, really? I forgot her name, yeah. She was friends with Sean. She said, hey, listen, you're here and you're doing my show. Would you like to do Sean Hannity's radio show? I said, oh, my God, of course. In fact, his show was syndicated, still is, on my sister station down in South Florida. So a lot of my friends and Ava's friends and their parents all heard it when Sean brought me on. Mm-hmm. And Sean, her name was Tamara. There you go. Tamara Holder. Nice. Tamara Holder. And uh, I was on for about an hour. And Sean was great. And when I got back to New York, Sean was great. Congratulated me every step of the way. I saw him at all those, you know, the Michael, uh, what is his name um, from Talkers? Harrison. Right. Always great to me. When my first book came out. He actually tweeted it 
I think he may have done it with my second book, too. I don't remember. But he, he won't put me on his show. I don't understand. I don't get it. Well, it's not like he's refusing to. Are you reaching out yeah, to him? Are you, yeah, are listen, you... he's got Curtis on all the time. Right. You know, he knows who I am. You want to get in that live studio, don't you? I, I don't know. Mm, live studio I don't audience. Know. I don't care that much. Oh. But Takapina's on all the time. Yes. Maybe, maybe it's because I kick OR's ass. Mm-hmm. And what I do to the WOR morning show spells doom the rest of the day. And Hannity can't beat Katz Matisse. Right. Katz is killing him. Right. Oh, he's beating him. You know, he doesn't do it to him what I do to the morning show. Probably, but yeah, no. but no, maybe, he holds, maybe he holds it against me that his station gets air-sweamed the rest of the day because of what I do in the morning. And I, I don't know. I don't think Sean's like that. Right. So, that'd be pretty petty, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. So why is he going to bring me on? First of all, I'm better looking than most of his guests. Well, how? what have you done to get his attention? Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm the number one guy in New York. Are you nuts? I mean, Sean Hannity is so far up Donald Trump's ass, he can check for polls. Uh-huh. And I'm in a Democrat city, number one, right. praising Donald Trump. Here we go. I triple Sean Hannity's ratings here. I triple them, goddammit. This is what I wanted. But don't get me going like this. Sorry. What do I bring to the table? Yeah. That's not what I asked, but. What did you say exactly? I said, I said what have you done to get his attention? I don't know what I've done. You know, I, I've, I've actually asked both Curtis Sliwa and Joe Tacopina to reach out to Sean and find out why he's not chopping at the bit to have me on. Right. He, now, Laura Ingram, Laura Ingram is mad at me for years because uh, all the way back to the Imus days, right. she used to have this, like, long hair. Yeah. And one day she came in and it was completely cut. And I, 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 I said this. This is when it was okay to say things like that. She still got mad. I said, what, are you trying to be a lesbian? Oh, my God. Jesus. And she's held it against me for like 20 years. Yeah. I didn't even say it like that. I said it a lot worse. Yeah, no, I'm sure you did. But yeah, I cleaned it up. This <laughs> so I'm not going on her show anything. I don't care. Okay. You don't, don't want to go on her I don't show. have to go on any. Listen, no. the fact is, in this town, you should be begging to come on my show. There you I go. don't care about yours. Exactly. Well, exactly. For some reason, is it bothering me with Sean? I don't know why. Well, it shouldn't bother you, but uh, things like these tend to bother you. That's all. That's okay. You just want to be, you know, validated. That's all. Well, listen, the guy—he is a legend. He's had—he's uh, had that spot for a long time. You know, Bill's gone, Tucker's gone. They switch guys in and around them all the time. That unfunny, untalented Greg Gutfeld, who sucks moose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no one thought that was funny. Well, I heard. Yeah. He does. There's nothing funny about the guy. The guy, the guy makes the most. Uh, his jokes are you, you can you, you can do the punchline before he's done. Yeah, he's got a monopoly on the Republican late night side, so he's a, he's brilliant. No, he's not. He sits there at five o'clock with his legs spread, that man spread thing. Mm-hmm. He says nothing funny and or informative. I know the rest of the cast hates him. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on at night, and, and he's the only one. I mean, he's, you think he's funnier than than even Jimmy Kimmel, who I can't stand. Of course he's not. Or Jimmy Fallon. Of course he's not. But he has a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know. Hannity, I don't know. He's a... Well, I mean, listen. Well, now I don't want to go on his show. That's it. Now I'm really pissed. <laughs> now you're done with it. Right? I'm finished. Do you want me? I, I sort of know him. Do you want me to pitch Sid Rosenberg to Sean Hannity? First of all, how embarrassing is this? I have to have somebody pitch. <laughs> <laughs> the guy gets a 2 weight. I got a 6-6. Six, six, right. yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. pitch me to Sean I mean, I, I'm here to say that I love Sean Hannity. <laughs> I do. And I respect what he's done. 
I mean, you got to respect this guy's been a monster star, and deservedly so for a long time. He's a legend. He is a legitimate legend. But I don't need somebody to pitch me to anybody. No. Donald Trump just told Andrew Giuliani yesterday, and I quote, I like winners. That's why I like Sid Rosenberg. There you go. That is a direct quote. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. How do we know it's a direct quote? We weren't even there. No. we got to take Andrew's word for it. There. He's in Lithuania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might have made it up. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. He's looking to get back to my good yeah, graces. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. He's just trying to get back some brownie points. Exactly. <laughs> Which he's already done. He's, I mean, we're good now. Oh, but God. you never know, you know. Yeah, no. No, you exactly. Yeah. But although Trump was on last time, I went, I've, I've got that promo. You can play it. Not, yeah. He said you're number one. You're my friend. All those things. A little embellishment never hurt nobody. Yeah, he was great at reading the script you gave him. That's no, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice job. <laughs> so what uh, this relationship known between you and Hannity, how long does it date back? You know, I can't say that I've talked to him in years and years, actually. You don't even know that. I could, I, could, I could get in touch with him. Wouldn't be a problem. How is that possible? Oh, I know why. Because you both worked at WOR. No, ABC. I worked at when he was back at ABC Oh, last you go all the way back to yeah. those days. Yeah. But you also worked with him at WOR, didn't you? Uh, no, because I was morning drive at WOR. Yeah, but he was, he's on that stage. Yeah, he's on but the But you never saw him. I understand. You never no. saw him. But does right? he do the show from WOR? No. no. Exactly. But he used no, to do no, it from no. ABC. Yeah. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Back so how, how many years ago was that? Uh, it's probably 10 years ago. <laughs> so you guys are tight. Yeah, yeah. We, go, well. we, we talk on the phone all the time. Oh, sure you do. All right, so send out a message. <laughs> now you, because Cur Curtis, I don't believe, ever did it, neither did Takapina, unless Sean really doesn't like me. Why wouldn't he like me, though? No, nothing not to like about you at all. You're such a... I mean, I have said... God, I hate you. I, did. I have said once or twice... That his show is kind of stale. It's kind of the same show every night. I have said that, but it was not, there was no malice behind that. I'm just being factually honest. You've said a lot worse about people that have right. come on the show. I've just called them a legend in the same segment. So, I mean, right. certainly you can say good and bad things about me, too. Mm -hmm. I, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, let's set it up. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll make it happen. All right, Noam. All right, so... You, you, you want the TV show, though. You don't want the radio oh, show. No, no, no. We want the TV show. Yeah, just want to do going on radio show. There's one third as good as me. Yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me that, and I heard you say just now, I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. Guaranteed. I think so. Give, well, me, a, give me a timeline. You can't. Well, I think I so. Don't, I don't know. I don't know about a timeline. But before Joe Biden know, is dead? Within the next decade, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then there'll be nothing to talk that about. That could be tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what do you think? <laughs> Seriously, how long? Well, you know what? Why don't you do this? No. Tell me what dates are available, and I'll go to them and let them know. September 8th. September 8th. Okay. That's it. That's one right. day. That's okay. the only date. That's you it. can't do it then. Jam it up his butt. <laughs> Jam it up his Okay, got it. All yeah. right. Strict instructions, Noam. September 8th. September, got it? I, I wrote it down. Yeah, I want a card, too. <laughs> All right, now, what's a car? Okay, yeah, a car. I live in Queens now. Yeah, no, right. that's true. What's yeah. the big deal? Get yeah. you a car. Yeah. Because yeah. with Lawrence Jones tomorrow night, they're going to send the van to my house, which is cool. There's a whole studio in the van, but with Sean, I want to be sitting there next to him with the live studio audience. You know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so make it all happen, okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. I have no confidence in you. I mean, zero, <laughs> zero. Well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I hope you do. All right, let's stay, stay tuned just for that. This will be great. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> we'll get weekly updates. I'll be 82 doing the show from Delaware Beach. <laughs> All right, Justin Bratton is coming up next. You walk by, just like me, they long to be close to you.
Justin Brannon, New York City Council member of the 43rd District based in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. He's also chairman of the Finance Committee, I believe number two overall. I've known Justin for 23 years. And, um, well, he texted me yesterday. He's upset with Curtis and uh, basically get in line. I don't care. I love Curtis. But I do know Justin a very, very long time. And uh, here he is back for a second time on Sid and Friends in the morning Justin Brandon. Justin, good morning, pal. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Uh, I'm great, thank you. So you sent me a text, and you sent some cop who called Curtis a liar. And, I, you know, listen, I don't beat around the bush. And I said right to you, I go, I don't care what your friends say because I hate Democrats, all of you. And, uh, of course, you're going to call Curtis a liar because the truth is more than often he tells the truth, and that exposes some of your good friends. And that's exactly the way the conversation went, yes or no? Not really. I got no problem with Curtis talking trash about me. Like, that's his job. I get it. But yeah. to co- to come on the radio and completely lie about something was just wild. Well, let's let's get to that. Let's get to that. Let, let's uh, let's talk about that. Uh, you said, and uh, your friend Jerry Kane, whoever that is, said, that he lied about the, uh, the migrants ending up on Shore Road in Beirut. I'm going to tell you this, Justin, okay? First of all, he told me about seven different sites from McCarran Park. He was right. He's going to be right about Central Park. And Mayor Adams, your guy, did say not that long ago, Justin, everything is in play. So when Curtis says there's a tent city plan for Shore Road in Bay Ridge, why is that a lie when your own mayor says everything is in play and those rumors are out there? What if, in fact, that turns out to be true? Because with that, with that, with that way of thinking, then everything in play means you know we're going to set up a migrant tent city outside your house. Well, wait a second, but how do you know that's not going? That's what Eric Adams said, Justin. "Quote: Everything is in play, and they are popping up everywhere." Fine, but Curtis Lee, what comes on, talks about my district, talks about something that's just not true. It's just not true that he he gets on the radio and says the mayor and I are planning to turn Sherwood Park into a migrant tent city. Absolutely false, but. This is what demagogues do in times of crisis because you spread lies. It's it's easy to get attention. Unfortunately, I think it's it's a dead end brand of politics. And 
you know, it's it's it, contending with reality and delivering results is harder. But I think it's the kind of leadership that our city deserves right now. I, I just don't think it's helpful. I don't think scaring people and, and spreading lies. Uh, Justin, like uh, this uh, is scare, scaring, scaring people is exactly what you guys are doing. If you walk outside, I work in New York City. I love Bay Ridge. Don't get me wrong. I work in New York City. You bet your ass we're scared. We're scared of the results. Not what Curtis says on the radio. And the truth is the mayor of this administration has lied they've misled us now of course they're victims but for all the years of hey we're a sanctuary city we love everybody now to bitch and complain we don't want to hear it so it's not curtis saliva scaring people take a walk in new york city justin you'd be scared too as tough as you are i think i think it's fair i think there's plenty of things for people to be concerned with or scared of there's plenty of facts there's plenty of of things in this world for us to be afraid of. But to come on the radio and lie is just not helpful. Okay, so you're telling me that if you're telling me then if he lied, you can guarantee the people in your district right now, and I love Bay Ridge, I went to Poly Prep, you can guarantee the people in your district right now, Justin, there'll be no tents on Shore Road. That's right. I can guarantee you. Okay, good. Now let's get to uh, the next one. I like that. You guarantee that. Let's show some balls. I like that. Uh, (laughs) uh, Nicole Maliotakis, not a very big fan of you. Is that fine? She's on the other side. We know how this game works, Justin. And um, Belize, of course, no cash bail is a major reason for crime. I could not agree more. In fact, I wanted to put Jamani Williams in jail a couple of days ago when that moron said not one person has died. He's a thousand percent incorrect. Here. Here is uh, the question. Do you disagree with Nicole, or like me, do you agree with Nicole? Because I've been told, at least, Justin, that you absolutely support no cash bail. I don't know. What what am I asking if I agree with Nicole? I can't keep up with what she says. What did she say? No cash bail is the reason for crime. You know what she said. Are you a guy that supports no cash bail? I I support bail reform. I support the sense that I think you and I spoke about this last time. We can't have a revolving door of folks just being let out, especially for violent crimes. I I don't I don't know that there's anyone that thinks that's a good idea. But you understand you understand the way the law is in Albany right now with very little discretion for the judges. Of course, the uh, the dangerous clause not there. You understand. I get it. it. Yeah. So 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 it doesn't work. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's working. What I'm saying is for bail reform, the idea is that if you and I commit the same crime and I have money and you don't, it doesn't mean that that, that oh, the God. guy with money should get out. No, but God, I don't please. think they're revolving by the way, it's, 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 by the way, it's, wrong. it's not about it's not about money. It's if you're white and I'm black. See, that's the other thing. You guys never tell the truth. Not about money. If I'm black, then I get to do basically what I want because Alvin Bragg's black and Letitia James is black and, and Eric Adams is black. And uh, that's what really happened. So money is a nice way to put it. But let's be honest. This is set up to make sure we don't put more black people in jail. That's a fact. That's wild. No, that's a fact. A fact. <laughs> what, else you, what else you got? Let's go to uh, defunding the police. Now, here we go. 51 like members. I love it. It's the greatest hits. I know. Well, 51 <laughs> members. Here's your chance to, to, to make these all lies. 51 members of city council <laughs> voted 32-17 to defund the police. Were you not one, Justin Brandon, of those 32 people who, in fact, voted to defund the police a billion dollars? I was not. This year, matter of fact, this year we funded the police uh, an extra $300 million. So the FY24 police budget is going to be close to $6 billion. 
So I think, look, giving the cops the tools they need to do their job is, is, is what this is all about. Cops did not sign up to be mental health professionals. Cops did not sign up to deal with, with people who are experiencing homelessness. Cops signed up to catch bad guys, and we need to let the cops do their job. But this year, the city council, we voted to fund the police about $300 million more than they got last year. So Those then, the facts. okay. So then, uh, the last time around, you certainly did not vote to defund the police. That's right. Okay. So then, when you uh, have your race coming up in November, Justin against uh, Ari Kagan, right? Now you've been doing this a long time. You're number two in charge. You're in charge of all the money. All very impressive, mind you. Ari, uh, well, now of course he's going to be doing this for the first time. Uh, when you guys get out there and go head to head. Why should people vote for you, Justin, in November and not for Ari Kagan? Because I'm doing my job. Because my job is to bring back as much money as I possibly can from my district. And that's what I'm doing. I'm building new public schools. I'm renovating all the parks and playgrounds I grew up in that haven't been fixed in 30 years. We're renovating just about all of them. We brought an express ferry to the neighborhood. We brought a new hospital to the neighborhood. We're doing the job. That's it. We, you know, look, politicians don't – their job is not to get reelected. Politicians' job is to help people. And if you help people, then you deserve to get reelected. Ari is a fugazi. He's running – he's run as a Democrat in five different districts over the past 15 years. The guy is just desperate to be an elected official. I'm not. I love this job. But if I don't win, I go somewhere else. I do something else. I'm not a hack who's desperate to be an elected official. And with me, Sid, here's the thing. You and I may not uh, agree on everything, but if you ask me where I stand on something on Monday, you don't got to check in with me again on Thursday. I stand where I stand. And I will say that of the three major topics, Justin, we discussed before Ari Kagan, the no-cash bail, defunding the police, and uh, tents on Shore Road, uh, you're telling me that two of those three things are just not true. So w- when you hear other Republicans talk about you on shows like this, when you read stuff about you know, the New York Post, where they go at you pretty, pretty hard, it doesn't piss you off? Well, it, it only pisses me off if it's not true. Like, you, there's plenty of things you can – if you don't agree with positions I've taken or things I've said or whatever, fine. But there's plenty of stuff you and I can disagree on. But let's deal with the facts. Let's talk about facts. Coming on the radio and saying things that are just completely not true is is crazy. It's reckless. And it's just not necessary. I'm sure Curtis could find some other nonsense that he doesn't like about me. Use that. Don't lie. What is the biggest issue in your district right now? Um, look, I think I think we're still digging out of the pandemic in a lot of ways. We're investing a lot of money back into, uh, you know, keeping the streets clean, keeping the streets safe. We're trying to build some new schools. Classrooms are overcrowded. Um, you know, it's 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 the same thing. People are trying to get back to work. People are trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen with the economy. They're trying to, uh, you know, provide for their families and plan a future. Um, and, and, you know, our look, I always my job as a, a city councilman is not to change the world. My job is to try to make your life just a little bit easier. And if you need help with the city or the city is busting your balls or the city's not doing the right thing, my job is to get them to pay attention to, to the district. And I think that's important, too. I don't work for the mayor. I work for the people who elected me in this district. And and what's important to them is, is what's important to me. You made it clear, Justin Brown, you don't work for the mayor. Do you like him? I don't mean personally. Do you think he's doing a good job? 
I think he's doing a good job with the hand that he's been dealt. I think, especially with the migrant crisis we're facing now. I mean, this is you, you, you don't is, you, you don't think that maybe he should work on shedding a sanctuary city or maybe I don't know calling out Joe Biden by name. I mean, I just called Jamani Williams a moron and he is, but to his credit, at least he called out Joe Biden by name yesterday. When is the mayor going to do that? It, I think at a time like this, the party has to go by the wayside. You can't be afraid to call out the president if he's not doing the right thing or he's not paying attention to New York City. But oh, so your agree. job as an elected official yeah. is not to get reelected. Your job is to do the right thing. All right, so we agree on that. So finally, Justin Brannon, Donald Trump, you know how I feel. I like him. I'm a friend of his. I think what's going on with him makes his country look like fools, well, like a third-world country, more embarrassing every day. You hear the timeline. Every time there's more information coming out about Hunter and Joe Biden, the next day Donald Trump is indicted. Maybe, maybe that's just a coincidence. I find it hard to believe. What they're doing to Donald Trump, Justin Brannon, you're a Democrat. I get it. You okay with that or not? If he broke the law, he's got to face justice like well, everybody what else. Break? Broke... What, what law did he break? It seems like he's broke. No, 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 no. It seems like, times. no, no. It's a, what do you mean it seems like? You know when somebody breaks the law. What do you mean it seems like? What law did he break? But the guy's been indicted four times. Well, so what? So cases. what? You've got a DOJ that wants to put him in jail. What law did he break? So then let him let him speak his case and let him prove his innocence. But but that's, you see, but you're but you're already in the bank. See, it seems like what does that mean? You know when somebody breaks the law, it's obvious. But your answer is right. It seems like because he didn't. What law did he break? Well, I think he was upset that he lost the election. So and what? He was trying to overturn an election. I know. What, what did he do to try to overturn the election? What did he do? He was he was trying to get people to find votes for him that didn't exist. Is that right? How do you know that? Well, I heard it. I heard it. No, because you watch MSNBC, those assholes. No, I don't even watch. I don't watch MSNBC. Yeah, he didn't do any of that stuff. He did none of it. And by the way, (laughs) if if you lose to Ari Kagan, when when, when your people tell you, you know, the truth is you won by 3000 votes. Are you not going to complain? You're just going to walk away and be okay. That's fine. I'm not going to I'm not going to doubt the veracity of the election. If I lose, I lose. That's 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 what you do. Unless you get jobbed. Yeah, but if you lose an election, you don't say, oh, it's fake. This is, I was framed. It's a witch hunt. Well, what, go, ah, I lost. Go do something else. What if you were? What if all those things are true? Th- then you have to believe it for Democrats, too. Then we're all being framed, and it's all its all nonsense. It's all a witch hunt. Well, but, you, got, a conspiracy. but you guys always win, except when Stacey Abrams loses Democrat, when she loses in Georgia, and she yells and screams, it was rigged, they didn't put her in prison. She yelled and screamed it every day. Why is that okay? Because I don't think she was actually calling. Well, you're wrong. No, well, you're you're wrong. You're wrong. She did. You're wrong. She did. Why is that okay? Because she's a Democrat because there's two separate rules. I'm old school in the sense that I believe in the institution and I believe in people. So do I. Not giving voters. Not giving vote. You don't want people to start doubting our small. Why is it okay for Stacey Abrams to do it and not Donald Trump? You, how could you compare with Stacey Abrams and Donald Why Trump? not? What's the difference? Any election's an election. She ran for governor of Georgia. That's a big time. Why was it okay for her and not for him? You know why? I don't You know why? If you're going to be honest, Justin, you know I like you, but you're bullcrapping me here because she's a Democrat. And you guys have a different set of rules, and quite frankly, we're sick of it. All of us. Yeah, I don't agree with that. But, that's but fine. of course you don't agree with that. you're not lying. <laughs> No, I'm not lying. I can tell you that. Hey, it's nice to have you on. We'll do it again. And look, you defended yourself. You said two of those three things were absolutely not true. No reason not to believe you. 
You've never lied to me in 23 years. So thank you for hopping on and have yourself a great weekend. All right, brother. You too. Be good. Take care. Justin Brannon, 43rd District, Bay Ridge. <laughs> Very testy. No more time is all we're asking for. Phone is blowing up. Marianne from Brooklyn, who lives in Justin Brannon's district. I wanted her to be Brooklyn Borough President. She should be the city council person. She hates his guts. Paul DiGiacomo, Mr. DEA, one of our finest cops in New York City. Lori, Kevin, uh, Frankie Kravitz. Everybody texting me. They loved it. I'll open the phones. What do you think of that conversation with Justin Brannon, Giuliani? Any other news today? 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. Your chance to talk to me. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. 17 years by her side. Broke the same bread. Wore the same clothes and you said We're sisters with nothing between If one of us fall The other will soon be following The fray, run for your life And my friend Frank Morano, who I miss Missed them this week to the list of people who love the Justin interview. I'm going to say this. If you call my friend Curtis Sliwa a liar, you better prove it. If you don't, I'm going to kick your ass because I love Curtis. And most of the time, he's not lying. See, notice I said most of the time. There you go. Curtis is my guy. So you better prove it. If you don't prove it, that ain't going to work here. My buddy Anthony, I buy a lot of my clothing at his place. That's why I look so good. At the garage in Brooklyn, another legend. He says, great interview. It even sounded better the second time. He said, you should have brought up Hillary. You're right about that. After the 2016 election, she kept saying Trump was an illegitimate winner. You're right. No, you're right. Listen, I told you, Marianne from Brooklyn, if you're a Howard Stern fan, you know her. If you're a Sid Rosenberg fan, you know her. She lives in that district. She's uh, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, to the T, and here she is, line four, Marianne from Brooklyn. Hello, sweetheart. Hi, I said great interview. Shore Road is up in arms. Across the street, five-plus million-dollar homes. All the neighbors are talking that they want to put homeless tents all through Shore Road. Bay Ridge, 86th Street, 3rd Avenue. I can't even walk to kickboxing anymore at night. It's full of homeless, which I feel terrible. And I even give money and food, and a man threw a match at me. So we're in bad shape. The garbage is piled up past my head, and the stores are shuttered. Walk one block, Sid. For every two stores that are open, five are closed. So Bay Ridge is in very, very bad shape. That's all I could say. Well, before you hang up, then, Justin Brannon, who told me Curtis Sliwa was lying, and Marianne, I believe everything you say. You're the most honest person I know. If anyone's lying, it sounds like it's Justin Brannon. I, uh, the neighborhood sit is in bad shape. I don't know where he's looking, and he has blinders on, because I could take pictures and send them to you that the neighborhood and all the neighbors, and we have nothing against people wanting to live and have a life, but not this way. How could you put homeless shelters a few blocks from public schools, PS 185 in walking distance, Fort Hamilton High School? We, got, we have a message. We have scooters with cameras and nobody's getting locked up. We're hitting people, hitting my neighbor's car, Sid, and then they drop their scooter because it's not licensed, and then they run away, and there's no no uh, retribution for anybody. The neighborhood is horrible. 
You know me, the Die Hard Brooklyn, I want to live and die here, but it's getting very bad. How could a 64-year-old woman not be able to walk to her kickboxing class at night because that's how bad it is? Wow. It's- Wow. I love you, Marianne. That's a heck of a phone call. I know you love Howard. He'll be back in September, but I think I just got the best of Marianne from Brooklyn right there. Thank you. I love you, Marianne. Thank you. There she is. All right, let's go to us. Uh, that was great, Marianne. Susan in Harrison, line eight. Good morning, Susan. Yes, good morning, Sid. Hi. I noticed one thing with your interview with Justin. He slipped in, let Trump go to court and prove his innocence. Now, isn't he innocent till proven guilty? Well, you know, you, 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 you would hope so. That's what this country is all about. But you know better, Susan. In this country, unfortunately, our friend Donald Trump is guilty until proven innocent. But you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that's that just about says it all. You know, it's so upside down. That was a very good. That's a very good catch out of you, Susan. Very, very good. You're right. He did say that. Let him go and prove his innocence. No, 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 no. The onus is on Jack Smith. That jerk off. To prove my friend is guilty. Uh, Rocco is in Saratoga, line four. Rocco, go ahead. He's not there. Let's go to Gail, line two, Staten Island. Hi, Gail. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Hi. You are the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> you schooled that Justin Brandon trying to sell us a bill of goods that we didn't ask for. My God. Just keep on doing what you're doing. That mayor in this Democratic city is bringing us to the brink of destruction. When I saw that guy the other day get hit down with a stick, I thought Batman has come to Gotham. And you know what? People better start fighting back. This is crazy. I felt like Dirty Harry. <laughs> yeah, you made yeah. my day. Well, you know what? Thank you for that, Gail. And that's why my friend Curtis Lee, well, he is that guy. You know? Dedicated his life. So when he goes out there and he makes an honest mistake about where a tent city may or may not pop up, so what? He's been right like 95% of the time. Anthony is in Bay Ridge on line 7, same area. Anthony, good morning. We come from Brooklyn, baby. We come from Brooklyn. <laughs> That's a theme song hey, from Greece. This, <laughs> this guy's a mutt, Sid. Listen, correct me if I'm wrong, please. Last time when de Blasio, when he did the $1 billion, wasn't this guy on the city council or not? He was, 100%. That time, Sid, he sure as hell did yep. vote for the money. So now all of a sudden they see you know, the, the woes of their ways and how things are getting so effed up, and now he changes his mind. He's a turncoat, two-faced mutt. Thank you, Anthony. Johnny Tobacco, my buddy from uh, Wise Guys. He says, that bad turd is full of shizzle. He voted to fund the police in 2020, and he sent me the document where, in fact, he did. My now, he God. didn't say, well, but he did say this time around. Right. He didn't do that. So he's he, a fat turd yeah, and a, uh, yeah. gotcha. yeah. Maria is in Manhattan on line four. Hey. Good morning. Hey, Sid. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Listen, I have to be honest. I wasn't always your number one fan. I am now. Not like <laughs> Misery, that movie. But I am a big fan of yours. I have to tell you, I remember you talking about your dad saying he would say to you, great show. Yeah. Let me tell you, I loved your interview with the lawyer for uh, Harriman's wife. Thank you. That was spot on. You were great. And I loved your interview with Justin. I'm a big Curtis fan. And I have to tell you, I am so grateful to you and all of your staff. 
because I am now a huge fan of your show, and I can't wait to listen every morning. Well, I love you. Thank you. That's very sweet, Maria. Thank you. That means a lot to me. It really does. Thank you. What a sweet lady. So I'm not going to take another phone call after that. Are you nuts? you got to be crazy. I That's mean, it. It's out of control. Oh, we're done. You can say goodbye. That's it? Well, if you, unless you don't want to. No, I'm ready to go. Okay, see you later. <laughs> it's a weekend, and I got, uh, you know, Danielle's home and Ava's home. You got Ava, things to do, bro. Baby's home. We got uh, things to do. You know, it's a yeah. big weekend coming up. Mm-hmm. And then I got a huge week next week. I got the, the movie coming out next Friday, and I'll give out the theater again next week. So if you want to come to Brooklyn next Friday night and uh, watch the movie with me. Yeah. And, and me. And me, too. You'll be there, too. Yes, yes. yes. Nobody cares. Okay, gotcha. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Marianne with the, with, should come. With the Mar- date. Marianne from Brooklyn should come, too. Yeah, I'll be there with the date. We're going to have a big party afterwards, which you're not going to be invited to. Just. Oh, okay. That'll be great. Yeah, no, no. And you're going to pay for your own movie. That'll be fun. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll have all that coming up next week, and uh, Lou will be back, although I must say, Justin, triple duty this week. Executive producer, sports, and we're on the board, and you were flawless at all three. We had three days of Kevin Bonk. He was great, but I love this kid. This kid, Jake. What's your last name again? Jake Epstein, sir. Jake Epstein, really thank you. You gave me two great days. You're enthusiastic. You're smart. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. It's been an honor watching and learning from you, man. man. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. When's he usually here, this kid? He's uh, weekends, right? Weekends? Yeah. He's too good for that. Uh, He'll be back at 10 p.m. Yeah, he's too good. (laughs) Give that to Drosh. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, Noam Layden, I'm counting on you for Sean Hannity, buddy. to make it happen? I'm going to do my best. Uh, You were great this week, too. You're always great, Noam. Thank you. We are done, folks. Go have yourselves a safe and enjoyable weekend. God willing, we'll all be back, including Lewis, at 6 o'clock on a Monday morning. Until then, from all of us at Sitting Friends in the morning, to all of you, New York City, 